Hey guys, welcome to Cancel This, CancelTheShow.com. I'm Vic Faust with Lizzie Sparks, Projo in the house as well. It is Thursday. It is February 22nd. So small, I couldn't see the date. Had to make sure I knew what was going on. You know what we do. News, news headlines, politics, cancel culture, business, entertainment. We do it all here on our live cast, Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central all the time on our website, cancelthisshow.com. Glad you're with us today because we have not one, not two, three different live guests joining us. Could have up to five guests joining us today. I'm so excited. But that's what we do. We try to pack everything in and we can go from there. We'll fit it all in somehow, some way. Coming up at 8.30, we are going to talk to Brandy Meeks. She is the mom of Brooke Meeks who wrestled Isaac, the wrestler so from Afton. And there was a developing story with that yesterday. She's gonna break it all down for us. Coming up at nine o'clock, we're gonna talk with our friends, Nicole Jenkins. She may have a guest. She's out traveling with Turning Point USA. Love it. The conservative it. talking group. She's out there doing what she can. Um, she may have a guest with her. We're gonna jump in about everything she's got going on. Then coming up at 9.30, we're gonna talk live with Mark Kaysen, he is a teacher at Cardinal Rep, Cardinal Red, Cardinal Ritter Prep in St. Louis City, and we're going to talk with their students. Their students have been listening to us and disagree with a lot of what we say, uh, but they wanted to talk about charter schools, how they need to keep charter schools out of the city, how they want people to support inner city education, and uh, Black history. So I have no idea. I, I am got confused those, because I got isn't those, that a private school? Yes. But then yet they don't want charter schools. I, you can bring it up. You okay. understand the school situation more than any of us here. It's so confused. Why, why they don't <laughs> want it, it's confusing. Uh, we'll get into that as well. Um, we've got, uh, we'll talk about this in just a second. Um, a Catholic couple out of Indiana story started to make some more headlines recently. It started to get go more mainstream in the last few days. Some people started to put that forward where their, their child was taken away from them because they refused to call him by the pronoun that he wanted to be called by. This is happening. They've appealed to the Supreme Court. We'll talk about AT&T outages, um, what's happening at Francis Howell. They're back in school, but with no internet. This is bizarre. I don't know what's going on. We're not trying to create controversies. There's just a lot of controversial things that are going on. If we're missing something, feel free to let us know. We just have a lot, and I mean a lot going on with this today. And oh yeah, by the way, uh, if Joe Biden isn't trying to pick up votes, I don't know what is. This is the Democratic playbook once again. Let's eliminate student debt. F all you other mother truckers who have paid your bills. We're going to give free tuition now because, oh, it's a voting year. He eliminated the debt of 150,000 more student loans. Uh, Eric Schmidt gets real serious about that. You're going to hear from Eric Schmidt. Thank you, Eric Schmidt. Uh, for making a pretty damn good video. Mm -hmm. uh, it's quick, but it's to the point, and that's all we have. Uh, Chris says, yeah, Mark teaches the rules for thee, not for me, liberal ideology philosophy quite well, I guess, over there at Cardinal, Rip, Cardinal Ritter Prep, who we've been told the St. Louis City's elite kids go there. And when I say the St. Louis City elite, the people in power 
of St. Louis City. Mm-hmm. And, I didn't know that. And then it can be debated how good St. Louis City is doing these mm-hmm. days and have been doing. So anyway, um, what we've got going on are all these things. So with that being said, uh, let's start real quick right now. What the hell's going on with the AT&T outage? Because you freaked me out. I did freak and you I'm out. And I'm like, I've been using my phone all day. Everything is great. We have AT&T internet at the facility, but mm-hmm. I have Spectrum on my phone. Okay, so that's why your phone worked. And so what I'm understanding with the outage is it's affecting cellular, not internet. I didn't know that when I told you. So apparently the outage, your internet still works, what, regardless whether you have Spectrum or AT&T. But apparently the outage is affecting cellular data. I know Projo had a problem with his. I know many of our listeners did. You know, Megan did as well, who works with the show. And so what the problem is, is your phone, if it's on Wi-Fi, it works. But if you go like out of your Wi-Fi area and go into your car or wherever it doesn't have Wi-Fi, more than half of the people, and at some point since about three o'clock this morning, it wasn't working at all. And if you look at your phone and it's not working, it probably says SOS on it. So, I mean, this is really crazy that this is going on at the same time that a, a large school district had a cyber attack. It's just very interesting how this is all happening at the same time. I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. I know that you want to bring up the, what's the Obama movie? It's it's <laughs> the yeah. worst movie ever created. It is. Leave the world behind. Oh my it, God. I couldn't mean, even finish watching the whole damn thing. It was so bad. Well, it really was awful, but I did watch it because people said, this is what Obama wants to do to us. And, you know, it, it, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it does make you think, okay, an entire school district had a cyber attack, so they didn't even have school for two days. They're back in school today, and yet they still don't have it. They don't know the source of it. Now we're having a, a nationwide you know, outage with cellular for AT&T, all in the same exact time. So if you ever saw the Obama produced movie, Leave the World Behind on Netflix, Don't. this is how it, but this is, well, you almost have to <laughs> Don't watch Don't waste it. your time. Well, this is what's happening. This is, this is exactly what happened in this movie. It started this way. Uh, from the chat line, Annette says, couldn't finish it either, Vic. It was so bad. It really is really bad. And not to be conspiratorial, Terry says, it's starting. Right? Yeah. and I It is. A, if you watch the movie, this is how it started. I had a Democrat yesterday message, because I get messages from people, and that's, I'm not mean to people. I'm not. I'm just, I'm not. I, I laugh at things. Mm-hmm. So you guys are really wearing the tinfoil over there at Cancel This. You guys, you guys there in St. Louis, St. Charles County are really wearing the tent. It's because they don't want the truth. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And like Mary's saying on Rumble, and I see people <laughs> saying it too, is that there was a massive solar flare today, and this is why that happened today. A solar flare. Jay says, not a solar flare, otherwise even a zombie deer disease. There is a, even a zombie deer disease. I mean, I mean. What? Yes, I mean, well, and like Jay's saying, it cannot be a solar flare because if it was, it China. would attack more than just AT&T. It's I don't know. I don't know about this, but know. I'm telling you something is, this is all done on purpose. Remember that weather balloon that flew across our country that right? Joe Biden allowed? Uh-huh. That makes me wonder what was going on. Correct. The weather balloons hitting the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a serious issue, trying to have a little fun with it at the same point in time, but it makes you just, it, it makes you think just how reliant we are upon the internet correct cell phones mm-hmm. cell service wi-fi 
all of these things that are happening. People ask me, why are you on your phone? Because everybody freaking operates on their damn phone. I can't get anything done unless I'm on my phone. Correct. Which is why it's become an attachment to my right hand. Now, I've said this before. I would love to be able to go on a vacation. And guess what? If I didn't have to deal with any business, mm-hmm. and I wasn't talking to my kids, that phone would not even be with me. That's exactly right. It's, it's people that own a business are the ones that have a very difficult time walking away from their phone because the business goes on in your absence. And we provide and promote for this show and we do research all day all Mm -hmm. night long all day all night long which requires your phone your phone service and such correct um landon says it's crazy ass preppers living in the sticks ain't so crazy now are they nope (laughs) not crazy at all our electrical grid will be next we've talked about that we have we have and and it will be it will be the electric cars that you saw in in the movie you know leave the world behind if you all of a sudden don't see it it, just read about it okay well, I don't if you want see an electric car driving by itself today you know that this movie was real <laughs> just saying just saying this is cancel this cancel this show.com i'm vic faust with lizzie sparks projo in the house getting ready to talk with brandy makes the mom of brooke makes after a victorious wrestling match yesterday so beautiful um you know, and I don't want to celebrate uh, another kid losing. It's just, it's very interesting how these things happen. This one should be celebrated hugely. And, that, and, that and I'm sure it is. Lost. I think she looks like she's going to want to win state, but we're going to talk with mom about some of the issues. I, I'm frustrated still, and I'll bring it up, that many more people weren't making a, a big enough deal that Misha did something to stop this, Correct. even though... Um, the badass Brooke did. Uh-huh. <laughs> Brooke did something about it herself. Good anyway, her. uh, not taking out number one in the state, um, Isaac. So anyway, we're going to talk to her coming up at 8.30. want to give a shout out to our advertisers, our sponsors, Aminis in the Chesterfield Valley. The leading supplier of traditional infrared saunas and saltwater hot tubs. We talk about it every day. The saunas, give them a call. We have links at our partners page on canceltheshow.com. You click on partners. And then we have links to all of our advertisers. It's very simple. And if you're looking to help your health and have an incredible piece of uh, equipment around your house, look no further than the saunas or the infrared saunas. They're very affordable and they can come in one, two person saunas. I mean, literally to help your blood flow, to help longevity and heart health. Also experience real estate partners. Kathy couldn't join us yesterday. Steve did. Steve Strick. Experience real estate partners. Expect to be moved and new American funding. Powered by Square Mortgage, 314-276-SOLD, 314-276-SOLD. Just give them a call if you have any real estate questions. They'll take care of you. They're great at that. That's what they do. And, of course, they'll hook you up with Steve as well, Route 66 Cannabis. Your fast lane to the Midwest premier cannabis shopping experience. Ham and crew do a better job than anybody. Five locations throughout the St. Louis metropolitan area. They've got the Ostara line as well as the Cubana line. If you're looking to learn about cannabis or how might help you in your life or to get you off the farm, give them a call. You can also look them up, route66cannabis.com, route66cannabis.com. We quip USA. The peer-to-peer rental marketplace where renters can go to search for items they need that their neighbors might not have. It's a great location. Check it out. All kinds of rental this, rental that. And if you're a cancel this listener, you get an opportunity to use and um, get some, some ideas. If you go to their website, they'll show you for cancel this listeners. Let them know and they'll help you out. There's insurance and all the items that they take care of as well. And of course, Winty's. 
in the Chesterfield Valley. Uh, some of the best meats, some of the best food, good times you're going to have, terrific service, massive outdoor patio, and terrific entertainment on the weekends as well. Okay. Hard to stay away from the farm, as Donna said. Yeah, we get it. But if you want to try, you can certainly try. This is canceled. This is Vic Faust, Lizzie Sparks, Pro Joe here as well. Um, real quick, getting into this topic. If we get some guests or people call in about this uh, situation that's going on with the outages and Francis Howell, we'll jump away from that. We've just got a lot of things and a lot of people were efforting. But I wanted to make sure we got into this subject before we had a chance to get to our wrestling interview is the fact, and you may have heard this, this has been going on for a while. It started in 2019, a boy at the time, nearing 15 years of age, um, said that he was upset and reported his parents for not calling him by the pronoun that he wanted. Biological boy wanted to be called a female pronoun. Parents wouldn't do it. How old was this kid? Uh, Around 15. Oh my. Uh, Well, what's happened now is the fact that the boy was taken away from his family, by the state, the Department of Child Services. Oh, my gosh. Yep, that's right. DCS of Indiana came in and took the boy away and put him, placed him with another family that would call him by the pronoun that he wanted oh, to be called. Oh, stop it. I'm not kidding. And now the couple is appealing to the Indiana Supreme Court to hold the state accountable for what they've done. This is the video. It's a long three four-minute video. We won't listen to it all, but I wanted you to hear the parents talk a little bit about their situation, what's going on with what they're having to deal with in the state of Indiana. These are his parents. We unfortunately had to become reluctant warriors when our child was removed from our home after DCS became involved in our family life. When our son was removed, it was like someone pulled the rug out from underneath us. Um, As a father, I believe one of my main goals is to keep my children safe. And I can't do that when the state comes into our house and takes our kid because we can't, in good conscience, affirm his transgender ideology. His disappearance made a, a huge hole in our hearts and our family, but we will always love him and pray for him. Our child was out of our home for 17, 18 months altogether, ultimately aging out of the foster care system. We were able to visit with him at his discretion, basically for about two to three hours each week. Though we pushed constantly for additional engagement, attended family therapies, Um, We were never able to have an agreement for additional time with him. So as a mom, having limited access to your children is, it's heart-wrenching. I miss his laugh. I miss being with him talking with him about everyday things, teaching him how to bake, how to cook different things. There's so many things that we are to our children, not just their first teachers, but basically their first loves. And to miss out on that during such formative time in his life, we'll never get that time back. 
Joe, we can get out there as you see the sorrow that the parents have. And of course, what DCS and the state tried to do is since they, they couldn't confirm any sort of abuse by the parents, mm-hmm. what they did was they tried to claim that there was an eating disorder that was the problem. So they're trying to take him away because of an eating disorder when it all started because the kid didn't want to be in a situation where I want to be referred to by my pronouns. And of course, we've heard all this bullshit with pronouns and people trying to force it in your face. And it's interesting, once again, because it's always the people Mm -hmm. who say, you need to be accepting of this, who are the ones who are pointing the finger back and trying to force you onto their ideology. And especially things that are against Christianity Mm -hmm. have nothing to do with the word of Jesus, the word of God whatsoever. And then trying to use this sort of ideology back on the parents. So they lied, said there was an eating disorder, and the parents we're left dealing with this. So now they have to go and fight and go to the Supreme Court. This is a mental illness. It is a serious issue. And as we've talked about several times, all you have to do is look no further than all of the shootings that are taking place. Mm-hmm. And they're mostly transgenders. There's an issue. Listen to kids. We have to listen to people. And that doesn't mean you give somebody who is struggling with something, everything they want. That doesn't mean that you don't love them. Tough love is the best love at several points in life. And what is so sad, Vic, is as many years as I was in education, whenever Division of Family Services or Child Protective Services or whatever you want to call it, depending on your state, nothing good comes of it. Nothing. And there's times that children who need really to have help They don't come in and do anything. But families like this and other families that I've seen that are Christian don't buy into the woke ideology. And this has been going on for decades. We just now have a name for it. They come in and they act like they're God. And there is a problem, Vic, to your point about Christianity. They don't want Christianity in your homes. And this is, I mean, so if you ever get Child Protective Services called on you, you need to be very strong because, and they find out you're Christian, there's going to be hell to pay for you. Yeah, that sounds uh, just wonderful. It's actually horrible. And the other situation that's going on with all of this is the fact that you'll find that, and, and I wouldn't call Indiana a liberal state either. No, it isn't. That's what's so <laughs> tragic. It wasn't like you said California or New um, York. Well, and then I did hear this as well from the chat line, um, somebody reminding us that Illinois is trying to pass a bill right now. Yes, they are. Where parents would have to affirm whatever their kids want. Mm -hmm. Once again, this is distorting what is good and bad, making bad good and what is good bad. We were told these things would happen in our lifetime and we see it and Mm -hmm. it's going on and the inmates are running the asylum in so many of these situations. I guess we shouldn't be surprised when we find out some of these things that are happening with our politicians. Uh, it just seems like there's so much greed. Everything's about money. And of course, it's destroying the family. It, it, it so many things is. about destroying the family, kids deciding what's best for them, not mm-hmm. parents, um, school districts telling parents what you can and can't do, what's going to happen in the schools. You have no right or no reason to, to, to train your kids or to tell us how they should be taught. Correct. Um, correct. And Vic, this has been going on. And then the teachers unions, of course, which yes. continue to promote the democratic ideals, which have put major uh, inner cities in horrible situations. That is exactly right. And we all think that this has been coming on 
oh, this has just been on the last five years. They have been methodical about this. This has been coming on in our school districts. This has been coming on with Child Protective Services, Division of Family Services for decades, decades. And now they've got power. Before they had no power. Now they have power to take your child away over a pronoun. And they and they lie. And like the eating disorder, it's probably not even as bad as they said. They lie to prove their point. Megan, who's a part of the show and fills in from time to time, says she works with children have been abused and when you talk about that in the most horrific ways possible too that we're waiting for years and years to mm-hmm. get them out of their homes yes. yet yet the system is so backwards that's yet exactly right the system won't get abused kids out of families mm-hmm. where there is evidence and kids talking about what's happening correct but then they'll remove a kid because his parents are not calling him by the female pronoun that he wants to, him being a biological male. That's exactly Once again, right. these, are, these are issues we never thought we'd have to deal with, should not be dealing with. We all know it's natural. What happens is, let's just call it an evil that tries to tell you mm-hmm. that what you know to be right and natural is not right and not natural. And once again, where do we go? The heartstrings. Let's not get you thinking from your brain standpoint. Let's try to get you to think from your heart standpoint. Not from your brain, from your heart. Mm-hmm. Not from your brain. We want you to think with your heart. Because we know we get in problems. We have problems and troubles in life and anything if we start thinking with our heart instead of our brain. That is so true. And, and you were right. There's children that are sitting in people's homes right now that are abused. I've seen it all the years I've been in education. You can call for help. And when DFS comes, you could have a child that is being sexually molested and they just give them, oh, you have to take a class. And then this family in Indiana that simply used wrong pronouns, that should tell you, that should wake everybody up right now to make sure that if your kids in any public entity, they are at a higher risk, not for even woke ideology, they are at risk for having someone like CPS called on them or whatever, and the school's going to back them. They're not going to back them. And this all started with woke. It's yes, all it about started. woke. This yes. is all part of the woke agenda. Yes. Which is why we call it out, and we'll continue to call it out, because we're talking about facts, not feelings. If all we did was worry about, quote, feelings, and there isn't truth or right or wrong, we wouldn't be getting very far. That's a fact. That would not happen. Zero chance. But of course, that's the life we live in right now, where you have woke ideology and people trying to push this agenda forward Mm -hmm. when it is unnatural, ungodly, and it's not right. So these parents are now fighting this battle. And of course, as we hear more on that, we'll continue to bring that stuff forward. It's just sad when we see it happening over and over and over again. Uh, could you imagine being the parents being put in this spot? Uh, no, I can't. I can't but I, I mean, believe it rips it's your happening. heart out. Yes. My heart aches for them. And they are probably really good down home, godly, love their kids, are telling them, you were born a boy. And probably their other children, you were born a girl. They're giving them truth and love, and they're getting punished for it. Well, that child can go do whatever they want to do. I mean, they'll run away or do whatever they want if that's really what they want to do at some point in time anyway. Absolutely. That's right. Um, But you don't need the state coming in and doing this. And if this can happen in Indiana, my Mm -hmm. God, it can happen anywhere. Yes, absolutely right. Um, Tearing a child away from the parents who are loving because of their, quote, religious beliefs Mm -hmm. and then lying about it and trying to say, oh, 
oh, there's an eating disorder. Give me a break. They're doing interviews with everybody and showing everything that's out there, nothing to hide. And I don't, and then what's sad is there are individuals and people who feel that this child being torn away is a good thing. Yeah, that's the sick part. <laughs> like, like that it's, is just sick. I'm like, that's possible. And yeah, that's possible. Mm-hmm. There are people and politicians who promote this regarding, okay, yeah, yeah, well, we'll, we'll do it. We need to promote and you're forced to say these pronouns and everything else. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we already know it's virtue signaling when you have mayors like Tashar Jones who insist upon saying her pronouns when she should be worried about government, not right. pronouns. Yes. She wrote dollars, crime, not pronouns. Um, those are problems. It is. We were talking about Francis Howell earlier, and they have the most woke anywhere I've ever seen president of the teachers union goes by pronouns would be applauding this it is so sick what's going on in our education system yeah, and, well, it's and not just at francis Howell. it's M- everywhere more so than rockwood more so than wentzville they're all the same really they're, they're all the same rents i mean rockwood superintendent is so woke and he used to be wentzville he went and just annihilated wentzville but probably the most obnoxious really is the francis Howell's. um you know, teachers union president, the most obnoxious. But if anywhere. you go apply for jobs and they ask how you want to be identified and mm-hmm. all these other things and aren't, you know, male, female, right. trans. I mean, it's like, what? What happened to just basic uh, human beings, male, female? Let's get a job done. Let's not worry about catering to people's sexual identity, mm-hmm. ethnicity. Uh, yes, absolutely. And if you see something, one of my kids brought <laughs> to mind that it did say. <laughs> a lot of people understood that inside joke. Yeah, Some that's a, not have. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's pretty funny. I mean, yesterday. Has your, has your, has your uh, son-in-law figured out what ethnicity he is yet? I, I, I don't think he understands that. He just knows he's an American. He doesn't know what, <laughs> what nationality he is. Uh, Stephanie says the Francis Howell Teachers Union president. That's in the St. Louis metropolitan area, by the way. Uh, should be institutional. Uh, yeah, I'm not kidding. When these people tell you, you know what? And you know how I know this even more though? I, she graduated with me from high school and she should have been institutionalized back then. And it's she's been emboldened. I really do think she has a mental illness. And I'm not saying Is that she married? to be mean. Uh, I think a couple times and she had several kids in high school out of wedlock and I'm not making fun of that. No, I'm no, not it's just, I was just all. curious what her and husband then, thought about it if she was doing it. Her husband is your typical, if, if, if she's still married, is the typical liberal male that has his balls tied up in a sling by the feminist <laughs> wife. I'm not kidding. It sounds mean, but it's the truth. Oh, I and love anybody, you, And anybody That's... on the chat line that knows this, they know I'm not lying about that at all. It's, it is, it's insane. She's insane. Um, but that's going on. So, yeah, and that was one of the, the big stories out of the gate was what's happening with Francis Howell, the outages. Uh, we do do news headlines. We dive into subjects as well. And then, of course, this couple in Indiana now having to go to the Supreme Court to try to get their child back, um, who was taken from them because they wouldn't call their child by the pronoun that he wanted to be called by, biological male, who wanted to be called by female pronouns. And then they made up a story about eating disorders and now the family's fighting just to get their son back which is 
insane that we're having to deal with that. Uh, this is Cancel This, CancelTheShow.com. You know what we do here Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central, and all the time on our website, CancelTheShow.com. By the, I don't know, 800,000 comments that we get a day, you guys make the show. We love it when you're part of the live cast, jumping in for the comments. Even though more people catch us and our information and our material and our library after the hours of 8 to 10 a.m. Central, we appreciate everybody who does jump in live. And of course, you guys like, you subscribe, you share the show. And then, of course, you let other people know what we're doing here. And we're grateful for that as the show continues to grow because we dive into topics that not everybody else is doing. We want to get cover every side of the story and talk about facts, not feelings. One of those stories, a very popular one, was from this week when it came to uh, the Missouri State Wrestling Championships. It was brought to my attention by several people um, regarding a wrestler who was ranked number one in state, uh, biological girl who is now going by the name of Alex, who was in transition or is in transition. I thought it was Isaac. What did I say? Alex. Isaac, excuse I, me. This is confusing enough. That's yeah, why. I, yeah. Isaac. So Isaac um, was able to wrestle and all these people kept telling me, we, we need to stop this. We're trying to get a movement on. Long story short, um, we were trying to talk with a mom and now we're talking with her and we welcome into the show and I respect her for coming on and I hope she's happy after what happened yesterday too and what could happen. Um, we welcome you into the show. Uh, Brandy Makes, uh, good morning. Thanks for taking time to join us today. Your daughter um, wrestled in the second round this Isaac yesterday and we break this down. I was doing everything I could to get you to come and talk and you're like, my lawyer's have stopped me. I can't do it. Trust me. I want to. I've got to be there for my daughter. I got to make sure she's going to be on the podium. And oh my God, out of the blue, what did your daughter do? Your daughter took care of business yesterday, but I don't want the real issue to be stopped. And we've got video. So first of all, give us an update on everything that's going on. And first of all, I guess we'll work uh, backwards to forwards. Your daughter beat Alex or beat Isaac yesterday, the number one ranked wrestler in the state who for all intents and purposes, appears to be going through a transition. And we don't know or have you found out if that wrestler was taking testosterone because your daughter yesterday, and we'll show video and pictures, your daughter was absolutely amazing. Thank you. Well, can you hear me okay? Someone Perfectly. said wanted to make sure we check my audio. Perfect. Okay. Um, thank you for having me on this morning. Yes, we are celebrating on this side of it, but we're not done yet. We're chasing a state championship today, right? Um, so she's in the semifinals, but it was a glorious win yesterday, 12 to three. She went and took care of business. She stay focused. And um, that's we're, my girl. Oh, look at her. Look at her. That's your daughter. That her, is awesome. And her name is Brooke, right? Her name is Brooklyn. Yes. Brooklyn Meeks. So, um, you know, it was it was a distraction, there's no doubt. And so that was part of the reason why I was trying to stay focused through the week. Um, I was talking with attorneys, still am, we're trying to figure out what we can do to close this loophole. They wanted me to be able to kind of keep things on the down low until we could get to a point where we were hoping we might be able to file an injunction. We kept hitting dead ends with Misha. Um, unfortunately, there is a loophole the size of Texas, guys, that has opened up. I do greatly appreciate what our legislators have done in Jefferson City. I live in Jefferson City, do a lot of business down here, um, do a lot of work down here with the line of work that I'm in as well. And your daughter goes you, to and your daughter goes to Blair Oaks. She does, which is just south of Jefferson City. And so um, many so damn we, good athletes in that town too. Stop thank winning. You. Yes, stop yes. stop winning everything, Blair Oaks. That's correct. <laughs> my, I can, Volleyball, softball, all of it. Wrestling. Yes, yes. <laughs> Very good athletes there. 
Appreciate that. Well, you know, I have five kiddos and um, all five of them have wrestled. My oldest son is a coach at the middle school wrestling um, or for the middle school um, wrestling team now. Um, they combine for over 50 years of wrestling. So we've been doing this for a while. We know the rules, right? We know the rules. We've been following it. Legislators did a great job making sure that people um, wrestle in their biological gender, what they're born as. Um, on their birth certificate is what they wrestle as. That's their division. The problem is, as if someone is transitioning to be the opposite gender and is taking hormone therapy, there's no longer any oversight over that process. Here's the problem. There used to be. There, mm. Misha did have a policy in place. In fact, it's still in their handbook. They just said that the law nullified this policy now. So my question for them is, and we have been pressing on this, is why did they see it as a problem before wanting to protect our young girls, right, from a situation like this? Mm -hmm. And now suddenly they don't think that it's a problem anymore. Well, that's not fair and that's not right because um, if you look at it, it's the problems still exist. Exactly. And that's what we and that's what we have to be um, conscientious about and realize that we've got to do better for our young girls. We've got to save women's sports. Well, you give an outstanding uh, account of you, your daughter. You said you're also working with Riley Gaines uh, on yeah. some issues as well. Congratulations yeah. on that. You're super intelligent. You come off as a loving mom, which you are raising all of those kids. Uh, we're also showing video of your daughter winning uh, yesterday as well. Thank you. Um, we wanted to make sure we showed this because once again, the problem still exists, as you explained, and it sounds like the problem was with Misha, correct? Misha needs to put a better policy yes. in place to be able to take her. But nobody her wants girls. to be a leader. And this, okay, for all accounts, I was told that this Isaac appeared to maybe be stronger, and maybe that could be because of possible testosterone. But I was told, and I'm looking at the video, your daughter overcame every obstacle and just out technicaled her and knew wrestling and it wasn't just a quote physical match she was able to use her brain and all of her experience to dominate in a 12-3 win and i just say one thing if there was any girl that was going to be able to pull this off yesterday against someone who is transitioning it's a girl who has four brothers at home that are <laughs> wrestling her all the time three older brothers that have been to the state tournament they've meddled and they have been training her and in her ear she was the one to be able to do it so good for her but also let's protect the rest of our young women because isaac did beat um single-handedly Although those girls were trying really hard to hold on, still an unfair competitive advantage potentially, but did beat those other girls and has not lost any other matches in this tournament. And we'll see what happens today. But again, um, we have to protect women's sports. Where do you go from here? How can people help you? Do you, I, I know you've kind of, you didn't go out looking for this. This was a situation that was thrown into your lap. Um, <laughs> is there a way that people can help you or join you or just put more pressure where it needs to be put on Misha. Absolutely. So I am still working with a group of people that are um, in alignment with me. We're starting to to form some coalitions to be able to put some pressure on Misha and give them some ideas. Say, hey, I'm not just, I am all about not just going to people and complaining. Let's give them some solutions, right? And so we have some ideas put together. We're pitching again, working with Riley Gaines. We want to get, we want this to spread. Tell your friends, right? And again, I want to focus on policy, not on the wrestler, not on her trans transition or someone being transgender. That's not the issue for me. It's the policy in place to protect our young women and to protect the sports. Also, I have to tell you, Title IX is being fought at a national level. If 
we lose that, if we lose mm -hmm. that ability to be able to uphold Title IX, it will not just impact our public school system, it will also impact those of us that are now considering saying, hey, oh, let's homeschool or let's go pri do private school. Guys, it won't matter. It will affect us at every level and we have to be aware of the stuff that's going on and we have to remember that also come election time. Just saying. No, it, it's fantastic talking to you about this. Mm -hmm. I was frustrated because no more, we didn't have enough people before this match. I still don't think this match should have happened. And I think it sounds like you're saying the same thing, even though your daughter was good enough to overcome and she was the one to take this down. I wanted more people to come public about this. The wrestling community, not just you, but others, because as we know, where there's numbers, there's power. And my God, I hope that people just don't go back and be quiet because, oh, well, you see, a girl can beat somebody who's transitioning. No, that's yeah. wrong. That's not it. the point. That's exactly it. Also, we need to remember that there are a lot of coaches. I have received so many texts and Facebook messages and Instagram messages from people all over the state that are thanking me and encouraging me. But they need matter to do it public. <laughs> I know I'm not the hero in this story, guys. Right. I will. I will help lead in this. You're right. I didn't choose this. Nobody wants to deal with this the week that their daughter is trying to step into be, you know, try to be on the podium that week. This is not something I have. I have a full time job. I don't, I don't need one more thing, right? Yeah, but, you, don't, right, you, you don't. don't need Vic Faust blowing up your phone. Come on, get on with us. Come on. <laughs> oh, but I'm glad you did, right? And I'm honored to be here. But more importantly, what I want you to remember is that I've had a lot of texts from coaches even. Some of these guys are really, I mean, they're definitely really grateful for what we're doing, but some of them are afraid to be able to speak out because they can lose their own jobs, right? And their own school districts. So I need you to remember, talk to your coaches. Tell them, get a hold of me, right? Um, you can, um, you can find me. I don't, I don't want to give out my email address right now or my contact. Get a hold of Vic, right? Vic okay. And, Vic and at show.com I'll, I'll set you up. Yes. Vic, Vic and at cancelthisshow.com or Lizzie at cancelthisshow.com, and then we can connect you. That that should work out from that standpoint. That sounds great. Hey, real quick, uh, give us the update today. When does your daughter, uh, Brooklyn, wrestle again today? And how many matches would she have to win to win the state title? Okay, she's got to get through two today. She's in the semifinals. We um, we start at 10.15. Her match should probably be around 10.45. You can watch on Flow Wrestling if you'd like. Um, and um, also just keep in mind that, uh, again, no matter what the outcome is, is that we have to protect women's sports. We have to do something on the other side of this. I am not, I can't stop just because we had a victory yesterday. We wanted to raise awareness before the match happened because I didn't want anybody saying we were sore losers. Matter of fact, someone at Misha said, is your daughter afraid of losing? No. Is that- Oh, wow. Is that why? That's wrong. Having this that is so wrong. That is, that is so wrong. Well, Come that on, makes it is wrong. Uh, that is so disappointing with Misha, and I am so glad your daughter won, not only for you as a mama being proud of her, but to prove the point that Misha was just not wanting to deal with this, and that's why they were saying to you about your daughter, is she just afraid to lose? That was yeah. That's a now, mean thing to say. The other, the other problem is, though, is they don't have a policy in place, so their hands are kind of tied, too. True. Do they want a lawsuit on their hands? No, they don't. So the problem is, we have a loophole. We're going to work together and we're going to fix it. But yes, it is wrong of someone to accuse us of being worried about our daughter losing. Because guess what? She didn't. She did it. Um, she won. 
right? <laughs> and no matter what happens today, no matter what happens, this is not a prideful thing to say. I'm just saying we had victory yesterday, but we're not done yet because it's not about, it's not about this wrestler. It's not about transgender. It's about the policy. It's about the fact that women can have an unfair advantage or, or someone who is transitioning to male can have an unfair advantage guys and can take away women's scholarships. Yes. Women's wrestling is one of the fastest growing scholarship yes. sports mm -hmm. in the country. And if someone is wanting to be a man and plans on being a man after they're done, they can rob these women, of, these young women of opportunities to go and continue their education because we aren't protecting them. And that's what we have to do. And, and the safety of it. Because again, my daughter was able to hold her own, not, because, not necessarily because she was stronger, but because she did have the technique to be able to overcome. Um, but not every girl out there is going to have that. And so we have to be mindful of that. Again, if you guys can get a hold of Vic and Lizzie, talk to your coaches, make them feel safe, help them understand that you are there to support them, even if that means you have somebody who's wrestling now in the state tournament during the regular season or maybe a past wrestler. Get out, talk to them, help them understand what's going on, make them aware of this, send them a copy of this podcast and let them know that we have allies because that is what has really encouraged my heart and my enthusiasm to say, we're not done yet. Damn, I wish I was in Jeff City today to Me watch. Me too. Me too. Now I want to <laughs> be there. Columbia. Rock, rock, rock. We're at Mizzou, guys. We're oh, you're Mizzou. at Columbia. Oh, oh that's, that's right. right. You're at Columbia. Columbia. That's, that's right. right. University of Missouri. That's, that's right. right. Hey, real quick. Um, did you reach out to any local TV stations or national TV stations or has word gotten out or anybody contacted you? Um, we did not because I didn't want a bunch of media showing up there yesterday when she was going through this, gotcha. um, my daughter that specifically. Makes sense. I wanted to protect her. I didn't want any distractions for her. I knew it was going to be tough enough mentally um, with all, because to me, she's hearing her mom talk about it. I've been trying to guard her as much as possible, but she did listen to my interview that I did early yesterday morning on, on the fan bus on the way in. And she texted me and guys, it about brought me to tears because she told me how thankful she was. Oh my God, um, I'm going to tear up. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh God, um, and so this is not just a mama, right? Just a, a fighting for her daughter. I want you to understand that. Um, I'm raising a fiercely strong young woman. She said, if anybody comes for me for interviews, I'm there. I'll do it. I need other, I need to help protect other girls as well. That would be in my situation. All of that to say, bring the media now, bring them out. Let's talk, bring them to the championships today. It's time. Let's, let's truly see what, what is happening. And, and again, let's bring Misha, not just the problems guys, let's bring them some solutions. So let's collaborate and let's move forward and fix this loophole. We've got to do it. Well, when you get a chance, go back and check out the uh, chat line. All the congratulations for your daughter, for the work that you're trying to do. I know you got to get going. Uh, you know, we wish uh, Brooklyn the best today as she goes after a state title, which was your goal from the get-go with everything else that you guys have had overcome. And thank you, thank you, thank you for spending time with us today. We appreciate it so much, Brandy, because I know it'd be easy to just sit back and do nothing. It's harder to go out and actually try to make a difference. For sure. Appreciate that so much. And thank you all for what you're doing and bringing awareness to this cause. And Vic, for being patient with me as I was like, I can't do it yet. Can't do it yet. Can't do it yet. Here I am. And we're smiling on this side of it, but we're not done yet. And join me. We're not done yet. All right. We'll see you later. Go enjoy your day. You got thank it. You. Bye. Bye. Once right. again, Brandy Meeks, uh, what a terrific interview. Um, uh, man, I, I want to go train. 
Right, I do too. Watch, she was so inspirational. Yeah, I want to go watch my vision quest. Well, you know she's a badass mom too with four boys and then her girl and they're all successful wrestlers and she's all involved in the sport. But that's what we had said earlier. It Yes, Misha's wrong, but there was a loophole there because they were worried more about the boys wrestling in with the girls. Got that fixed, but now it left this chasm there that needs to be fixed by our legislation. Yeah, could you imagine the emotions that family has Ooh, right now dealing lot. with all of that going into that event yesterday and here's the thing as good as good as her daughter wrestled yesterday Mm -hmm. because her daughter was so good from a technique standpoint yes what happens is the other wrestlers who have been beaten by the person and and this isn't a dig at isaac you know isaac's Mm -hmm. out there doing uh, isaac's best as well it's just isaac is stronger and Correct. there's reasons that we were told that Isaac is stronger because of the transition yes. when it comes to the hormones and or testosterone. But then Isaac ran into somebody who was really, really good from a technical standpoint. Right. And, and younger and younger. Um, Isaac is a senior. Um, Brooke or Brooklyn is a junior. Very good. Very good. So if Brooklyn wins state, she'll be back next year as well. Well, and that's really great. And I do agree that everybody should keep fighting, even though Brooklyn won, because Brooklyn had the technique that she had learned from her brothers and from her coaches. But what if there was someone that went up against Isaac that um, wasn't as, you know, maybe as strong, but didn't have the tech? The yeah, technique. but she, once again, the best part is she's like, okay. As I said, the match should have never happened in my home. I, I agree. I agree. And for Misha to say, are you worried about your daughter? I mean, Misha, come on. Misha, you've done some really good things, but you've done some bad things. I sure have. You, I mean, whoever said that to a parent. Right. That, that's like, that you shouldn't have a job. You, you shouldn't have a job <laughs> because that when your parent is, you know, fighting for their child, regardless of all this extra baggage that you, they go into it because, of course, their child wants to win. None of the children want to lose. That was just an asinine statement all the way around. I mean, that was just dumb. I would love to know who said that. Um, I forgot to ask. Her. I'll, find out, I'll find, let's out, find off, out off the air. <laughs> yeah, let's find but, out who said it. But Brandy's too sweet of a woman to uh, say that publicly. She could have done that when she had the chance and she didn't. So she's I, a class act. She's but besides class her daughter, act. her daughter is out trying to uh, win a state title today. And, you know, I, I credit all the, the women, the girls who are out there busting their butt and whoever wins, whether it's whether it's Brooklyn or somebody else, you know, congratulations to them. And once again, the story isn't about ripping or tearing down Isaac. This is just about trying to make things fair Mm -hmm. and promote girls who are are actual girls and not transitioning or getting any testosterone whatsoever that could give them what I think we all know would be an unfair advantage. Yes. Uh, And... As Abe says, and Abe, thank you for sending me video of yesterday. And Stephanie, thank you for updating me. I mean, people were updating me on the matches yesterday. I mean, I was all into it and getting video from our wrestling community. Abe says, we have to remember that the first responsibility of the administration is the safety of the kids. Agree, Abe. Absolutely. And you can't be worried about, are you worried you're going to get beat? I mean, not a good look. That is not a good look. But anyway, that's what happened. So congratulations to the Meeks. And we'll we'll, we'll keep you updated uh, tomorrow on our Free For All Friday show. We'll let you know uh, how that all went. If you're not, And I know that Abe and Stephanie and other people will probably be keeping me posted yes, today. Yes, for sure. Regarding... They understand wrestling, for how sure. How the girl's doing. And yes, uh, she's at Blair Oaks. So uh, Blair Oaks, it's a town of athletes. They're, they're they are. a good community. 
Very, very, very good, good community. community and very good athletes at that. Uh, this is cancel this cancel this show.com. I'm Vic Faust with Lizzie Sparks, Pro Joe in the house as well. Uh, coming up at nine o'clock, we're going to talk with our friend Nicole Jenkins um, from Turning Point. USA. She's out on the speaking tour now. We'll catch up with her for some uh, some details and some things that are going on. Also, one of the things that Joe Biden did yesterday is he eliminated 150,000 students debt, college debt, student loan debt. Now, is it an appeal for votes in an election year? 100% it is. Um, if you're somebody who's paid tuition and you've paid it off or you've bills, how do you feel about that? Uh, this has been a topic that's been going on for years. I'm sorry. Um, you can have bleeding heart liberals who will say, oh, well, education should be free. And oh, yeah, you just if you've got to understand that's a surface view. Once again, that's an inch deep and a mile wide. You need to go a mile deep and attack the issue. Number one. All the people who've now paid for everything, how are you going to take care of them too? You can't just stop and all of a sudden the, the system would collapse, although I wouldn't mind if it did in some senses. Right. Then, then nobody should be paying for college education. You can't just pick a few. You can't. You just can't pick a few. Mm -hmm. That's BS. And especially for people who have paid whatever they're paying for college, it's wrong. It is absolutely wrong. And then... Biden's doing this in the midst of so many other things that are going on in this country. Well, U.S. Senator Eric Schmidt, he's really good on social media, too. Check out Eric in his backwards hat getting very serious about what happened. It's good to hear Eric speaking up about this topic. Do you see the latest bullshit from Joe Biden today? Another student loan debt forgiveness scam. It's a total insult uh, to taxpayers, to people who've paid back their student loans, um, who never took out student loans in the first place, the truck driver that's not going to pay for the unpaid student loan debt of a theater professor at an Ivy League school. It's nuts. When I was attorney general, the previous iteration of this, we won at the Supreme Court. Uh, but again, Joe Biden will do anything to get votes. It's an election year and a cynical attempt to get votes. Thank you, Eric you Schmidt, the U.S. Senator, who is coming out speaking. And you need more people who are going to talk and say this. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Um, it's the low-hanging fruit that Biden grabs that the administration has. Of course, it's the worst administration in the history of this country. And we see it by what's happening in this country. This country has never been in a worse spot from a financial standpoint, from an inflation standpoint, from an illegal alien standpoint. Um, and it's all going to come back on us. We just keep kicking the can down the road uh, from a border standpoint, um, from the chat line, badass Eric Schmidt. Yep. Uh, Glenn says all Biden's doing is buying votes and trying to appeal to people who aren't that intelligent. Well, and Eric Schmidt or walks they're the selfish. Walk. He totally does. I have uh, one of my daughter's classmates. Her mother's a special needs teacher and her son was in his class. And what was interesting about that, he did not let up, <clears throat> excuse me, um, even with the masks. He would walk in that building like a badass, just like Annette was saying on here, with no mask on his face. And it would send the left loon teachers just, oh my gosh, he thinks he's above the law. Oh my gosh, he thinks above the law. And the conservative teacher said, there is no law. There's, yeah. <laughs> there, there is no law. He's not breaking any law, but he would walk in that special school district as tall as he is with no mask. I mean, he's fighting the good fight for us for sure. Uh, Mitch says Joe Biden is spending every nickel he can. Others say, obviously, as Donald Trump 
reminds us it's not Joe Biden, it's Barack Obama. And we already that we know that. That's for sure. Um, With all the things that are happening. Yeah, Pam says it's not Biden. By dumb, it's Obama and Biden's woke aides that are running things because we've already seen all the evidence. The sad thing is, Mm -hmm. is that. There's kids and so many Americans that don't see all of the the BS that Biden does because mainstream media, which is communist, and doesn't show you the full side of the story. And how can I say that? Because I lived it and I worked it Mm -hmm. and I know it. You don't get the full side of the story. Most of you guys understand that. We show you that because we show you the videos. We show you him stumbling and bumbling all around the place, not being able to do anything, not being able to have conversations. At least at least even the woke left liberal mob saw it when he did his press conference after Tucker Carlson did his interview with um, Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. That's when the left was like, oh, my God, this is as bad as the right says it is. Ugh. This guy is horrible. He is terrible. And then in, y- you have to do these things to try to take attention off yourself. Um Let's see. Jay says the total over $1 billion forgiven. You know what? Over a billion dollars. And it's not everybody. So you can't just pick and choose people to do this with. Correct. Correct. There's many people that paid their college. Now, are they going to get reimbursed? Hell no. Especially if they have an R behind their name. They're not going to be reimbursed. You watch. It's all Democrats that get this money. But how can you? I, I wonder how. Well, I thought he's trying to gain maybe independence. Maybe. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Maybe independence. But you're going to see some good God-fearing Christian conservatives are not going to get that money. I very seriously doubt it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Kevin says the collapse of the dollar so you can issue in the digital currency and control everything. I know I'm a guy that believes the digital currency will be here sooner rather than later. I know others have disagreed with me and said it's not going to be that easy to take down the dollar, even though we're printing it. And most people who are for all of these things don't understand economics. They don't understand money. They don't understand that you can't just keep printing money. We actually don't have a value. Just keep printing, printing, printing. Oh, here comes the inflation. And of course, we have issues everywhere. Let's blame somebody. Let's blame Republicans because that's a issue. Um, Yeah, well, that's what we try to do. So we had to bring that forward, which is just a sad state of affairs because that's what happens when you have Joe Biden, I mean, Barack Obama in office doing the sorts of things that they're doing all over the place. And here we are, the Americans just left to deal with all of the crap that we're having to deal with, which isn't fair. It isn't right, but it's what happens. I mean, it's just like the border, which we're going to be talking about with Nicole Jenkins in just a few minutes. Um, She'll be joining us from Dallas. She's down there with uh, Eric Furman. He's running for the U.S. Congress right now, and he's on the border. He sees what's happening. And of course, Um, nobody from the Biden administration is doing anything about it. They're like, oh, Republicans don't want to do this. I mean, you literally had Kathy Hochul yesterday blaming Donald Trump for the border. That's the rallying call now. It's like, really, where's the evidence? There is no evidence whatsoever of any of this happening. Anyway, um, we have to deal with all of these now we have all these other side issues. Oh, we have AT&T going down. Oh, we have uh, a, a privacy breach at Francis Howell. And I mean, there's just always something that's going on that we're trying to deal with. 
day in, day out, mm -hmm. day in, day out. day out, day in, day out. Yeah. It, and it's, and it's crazy because there is no coincidences in this life. I know some people think there is, but the fact that the student loan debt is being paid for some people, the fact that we have all the cyber attacking going on, it's all part of it. It's, it, it, it's all part of it. We can't see exactly what's behind it, but there's no coincidence. This is all happening at the same time. Well, of course not. And it's an election year. Yes. As we've talked about, uh, another update that I wanted to give people, <laughs> if you didn't see it or realize it yet, um, once again, Nikki Haley, um, oh. I, I know she's trying to create as much. God bless her. Uh, bless and, her and that's heart. And you said that not in a positive way. No, I was being But her sarcastic way. Yeah. Um, the only reason her campaign is even going right now, and she's going to get destroyed Saturday in her own home state by 30 points, which is just sad. If you even lose by one point in your own home state, it's time to, to pack it up. But Reed Hoffman and, and a few other Obama cronies and liberal donating billionaires are supporting her campaign. Now we find out Barack Obama's former CIA chief, Michael Morell, guess what? He's also now donating to Nikki Haley. <laughs> they just keep jumping... And Nikki Haley's like, bring it on in, Democrats, bring it on in. People, wake up. Mm -hmm. She's not a Republican. No, she's not. This is all part of a bigger game, a bigger scam, uh, a, a bigger puzzle for the American public to try to figure out. Don't get confused. This is simple. you got to stay away from that woman. She is just bad, bad news. Once again, as soon as, this might have been a plan, Vivek told us this was going to happen. That it would be Nikki Haley because that's the left's plan mm -hmm. to try to keep Donald Trump out. And I also had a liberal tell me yesterday, there's no such thing as globalist. There's no such thing as a deep state uh -huh. that that's made up by Republicans to blame something. No, that that's a lie. That's what the left and the elitists <laughs> want us to think. There is definitely a deep state. Donald Trump even says it. We've even heard in the past, you've heard, you know, Obama say it. They all know that there's somebody above them. And that's what the deep state is. That's not some conspiracy theory. Everyone knows that there's people above our president telling the president what to do. And that's why Donald Trump is so loved by Americans. They can't tell him what to do. Well, another update, too, before we get into Nicole um, and Joe will have her ready to go. And um, I appreciate you putting all that stuff together for her, the, the graphic and everything else, Joe, is that New York has lost one trillion dollars mm -hmm. in Wall Street business as firms are fleeing the city. Let me repeat that for you. New York has lost a trillion dollars already in Wall Street businesses as the firms are fleeing the city after what they did to Donald Trump with no evidence. And then, of course, the left goes, oh, well, he was doing illegal things and he's a bad guy. He's just he doesn't know how to do. And then, of course, um, Letitia, one of the most corrupt AGs in the history of our country, um, to push this forward. And to go after him on no evidence whatsoever. Seriously, look up the cases we have. Then we will see. Um, yeah, and we're still waiting. Uh, yeah, Joe, just, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll remind her too. But you have her graphic ready to go, right? Before, yeah, that we talked about the graphic before she comes on. What's that, bud? I I'm sorry. No, I, I, I'm, I'm getting it right now. Okay. I, I 
didn't realize that we were doing that today. I thought that yeah, was going to no, be a no, good day. No, so anyway, um, that's what's happening. Um, it, it, a, a billion dollars, Lizzie. That, I, I can't even imagine that. I mean, think about all the stuff we just said this morning. And think about all the money that's going over to Ukraine. Think about all of this stuff. And and they, your friend or whoever it was, told you there's not a deep state and it's not a global agenda. That person either knows it is, but wants a gotcha moment for you, or doesn't keep you know, keep abreast of what's going on with the World Health Organization, with the World Economic Forum, Davos, even the own words of their own president, you know, Obama, as I call him. They know there's a deep state. They've told us there's a deep state. They told us they have a higher power and they don't mean God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, of course not. Um, this is Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. We appreciate everybody jumping in with us Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central, and all the time on our website, CancelThisShow.com. You can check out our partners on our webpage as well. We are grateful for that. Vic Faust, Lizzie Sparks, Projo in the house as well. Getting ready to check in um, with our friend, uh, Nicole Jenkins, who we will have on as well. And Joe, just let me know when we're ready to go, okay, buddy? I appreciate it. Just give me a thumbs just give me a thumbs up whenever we're ready to go from that standpoint. Um, and uh, once again, uh, the judge, Judge Ignorant, was extremely corrupt. Mm -hmm. Extreme, And now we're starting to see all the evidence that has come out with his past uh, transgressions. And then also today, a judge is deciding on Fonnie Willis and what's going to happen with her with the case in Georgia. That should be interesting to see as well. Mm -hmm. And we also had Brad Young on who was talking about how he couldn't believe what she got away with in that courtroom. Brad being one of the better attorneys in the St. Louis area, explaining sure. that what she did and the act that she had was it was he had never seen anything like it. And the judge just kind of sat there and allowed it because if you have the judges in your pocket, and you're in liberal areas, you can control things which you want and go after political attacks as they've gone after Donald Trump. Well, let's talk with our friend, Nicole Jenkins. She comes in, and we appreciate Joel starting our new segment, of course, The Big Payback with Nikki J. Our friend, Nicole. Nicole, good morning. Where are you joining us from today? Oh, Vic, hold on. You know, this is my first time with you guys. Oh, that's all right. I was told we had video of you. You were It's all good. It's if all good. I kind of like this. I like this behind-the-scenes Nicole, you know, badass Nicole that's doing big things, and we can't see her camera. It's all podcasting. It's all right. No, it is all right. I love it. I love it. That, that would be me. If I didn't have somebody helping me, that would be me. So I think that I have my camera. Hey, guys, hold on. Just wait, wait, wait. I just saw you all. Okay. So well, we we can see. I think the side of your head. Yeah, you can see my head. Yeah. Hold on one second. We can see, like, we see a white. Yeah, wall. I, I just did something. You know, I'm a mess in the morning. <laughs> so okay. So do you want us not to see you? Do you just want to be? Yeah, I want to see you guys. Okay. Okay. I want to see you too. We can see your wall and your ceiling, and it looks like the side of your head. Okay. So you know what I think I did. The hold camera's on. One Hold You're just on. not in front of it. Well, maybe yeah, Joe, can, maybe Joe can figure figure that out. Maybe I don't know. He he's good at those deals. Jo sometimes. I know Joe is so good at those things. She may have it uh, the the camera facing the wrong way. Like I, I'm wondering the, if it's a phone. She may have it facing the. Yeah, yeah that's right. Have to switch. Just have to move the camera because we do see her. You do see me. Yeah, we yeah, see we, the we side can see of your the head. Camera, yeah. 
There, there you go. Okay, there yeah, you go. Yeah, you need to you reverse. Need to, you got the front Turn facing camera on. You need to do the rear facing this camera. This is awesome. You need to, I yeah. love it. This is I love this it. This is great. This is the reality. A manual to teach people. Right, I turned it off. I love it. All right. Double tap the screen <laughs> twice. First time I ever live feed. Well, I live feeded my face <laughs> instead of what I was supposed to live feed. So I can relate to this. That's, That's why all you want. Can you see right me there, now? I see yeah. you. Yeah. There you are. Yay. Okay. Nicole Jenkins, ladies and gentlemen. There she is. <laughs> President the and CEO of Veterans Advantage Urgent Care, the big payback with Nikki J. We appreciate you taking some time to join us. Last time we were with you, we told you about, or you told us about the exciting developments of your involvement with uh, Turning Point USA in the yes. speaker series. Can you remind people what you're going to be doing? And then we'll get into where you are now and uh, what you're talking about today. So I will actually be speaking for Turning Point um, USA, going on the main stage. I believe my first show is going to be in Detroit. I'm also going to be on a debate. I've, I've been asked to be on the debate stage of TPUSA. So I will debate. There, there will be a moderator. I will be debating um, a liberal. I will also be debating a Democrat. Um, and I will be the Republican representing um, for TPUSA. I'm very excited about that because I think those, it, it's topics that we all, you know, that we want to talk about, we want to discuss on each side of the aisle and even in the middle. Um, so this, my debate will actually probably be my first time on the main stage for TPUSA. That's child's play for you though, Nicole. That's easy stuff. Yeah, you, yeah been, I, I'm ready for that. You, you, you've been debating your whole life being a conservative, living in St. Louis City, being a business owner, getting to the point where St. Louis City officials who don't understand the first thing about business ran somebody literally out of town who was trying to help him. So I think you'll be just fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think I will be okay with that. Yes. I, I think I'm going to be totally okay. I'm actually pretty <laughs> excited about it. I um, I'm Actually, I'm in Texas right now. I'm in Dallas. And I've spent um, a great amount of time over the last two days with uh, John Harrington, um, also with um, Eric Furman, who is running for U.S. Congress. Um, and him and I, we, we discussed so much. We discussed the border crisis. Um, his wife is a school teacher. So he has like some really like some open mindedness to, to many of things. Uh, he's a Southern guy. Um, just, just this conversation was like amazing. Um, and we, we all talked about, we talked about church, how, you know, we definitely need to bring the black churches back into our communities. You know, where did my community fail? Um, we also discussed the border crisis. This is really big in Texas. So in Texas, I'm actually speaking to more minorities than ever who are saying, I don't agree with the president. I am very upset about this. Yeah, and, and it's not surprised. I mean, we, we're hearing more and more, not even just at the border. Nicole, believe it or not, we were told last week, whether people want to admit it or not, from an African-American standpoint, we had Minister Edward Cage on our show last week. And, uh -huh. and he said, I'm telling you right now, the black community is more so going conservative than ever before because they, they because they know the corruption of Joe Biden. They know he's incompetent, but they know that liberal leaders have not helped them for generations and there's got to be a change. And he says he's seeing it more and more than ever, specifically with black men compared to black women. 
That is totally correct. And but but this is so funny. So I was sitting next to a young lady on my plane ride here, African American woman. She was from um she lived in St. Charles. Um she lives in Texas. She goes back and forth. And she said, you know, I am gonna vote Republican. And I was like, You are? She's like, No, I am. I've never voted Republican, but I'm gonna vote Republican. And she said, What do I have to lose? And I say, Yeah, you know, that that's I think that's how majority of blacks feel right now. I think this border crisis is is taking the liberal votes all the way. I mean, we're they're going all the way right. They're saying, you know what? Now hold up, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. You know, things have to uh, stop. You know, you 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 cannot continue to do this to us. You just can't. What's happening at the border in Dallas that you say you really see people upset, specifically uh, the black community, when it comes to uh, all the illegals coming into this country? So in Dallas, the the blacks that I've been talking to speak with, they're saying, you know what? I don't think it's fair that food, money, you know, jobs are being taken out of, you know, our communities. And we worked so hard, you know, we've been working hard for many years and we just can't get a leg up in America. And they are, they said the president should be ashamed of himself. And I said, you know, I feel the same way too. And and again, as I said last week, it doesn't matter if you're on the left side, the right side, or you're in the middle. As Americans, I think we, I think it's 75 to 80% feeling that same way. Actually in Texas, no, Corpus Christi, Texas, there is a supposedly orphanage that the Texas elected officials are going against and they're saying you are committing not only treason, you are committing fraud, you are going against the United States Constitution. I mean, they're slamming them and they're saying you're letting these people in from the border. Um, And if we close this border, you're still letting them in and you're hiding them. You're basically hiding them. So this is a big thing in Texas and we're not giving you any money. You don't get any more subsidized money from us because this center that you're opening was supposed to be illegal immigrants that are coming over that are going to actually trying to become citizens, you know, United States citizens. But instead... Instead... She popped off. She must have AT and T. That's right. <laughs> it does make you wonder because she was doing it from her phone. Yeah, and we'll that's get the thing. We'll, we'll get her back, or she'll try to come back on. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I, put her back in when she comes back. Yeah, good. I was waiting for Joe to start the conspiracy theory stuff. Here we go. We've got a black woman uh-huh. who's a conservative. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it does I mean, make you wonder with this outage, and, and it's not the first time that that's happened. Uh-huh. Uh, talking about. The, the horrible administration that is the Biden administration with arguably the worst uh, cabinet in the history of this country. If you go down position by position, all the way down to KJP, the press secretary, even though she's got the toughest job in the world, trying to make excuses for the worst president in the world. Exactly. Um, but even her line isn't very good. Um, this is cancel this, cancel this show.com. Uh, Kathy jumped in and said, hey, what's happening to the black inner cities because of illegal immigration is absolutely despicable. Now, the black community should unite with MAGA people to protest together 
we are stronger together. Yeah, Amen. It is. Amen. But there's a pride issue in inner cities. We, the white people, the white people, they're racist. They don't care about us. And you get some of that. At least that's what Nicole has told us. Mm-hmm. That's what Edward has told us. Yes. That's what black community leaders who we've brought in. And I was going to ask Nicole about this as well. It's interesting because when we had Minister Edward Cage on, mm-hmm. he said, what's really happened bad in the inner cities too are these pastors and these ministers, they're the ones who are getting played by the Jesse Jacksons of the world and the, quote, Reverend Al Sharptons. And obviously those people should never have the name Reverend or Pastor in front of their name after some of the atrocities that they have overseen over the years when it comes to the stealing of money from black communities. Um, We do have um, Nicole Jenkins back again with us. Um, Nicole, you were talking about what you're seeing in communities in Dallas. I'm just curious. um, They're called the ghetto pimps. The ghetto. Who's called the ghetto pimps? Al Sharpton, all of them. They're ghetto pimps. They come into our neighborhoods and they straight up pimp the ghettos. That's Mm -hmm. what they do. You know, they they come in. You know, the funny thing is, you know, for as many people that say, oh, you're a traitor, you're a black woman, and you're a Republican. Those same people, you know, I look at them and I see them at Republican events. Yeah, I'm calling them out. They're, they're ghetto pimps. They're right <laughs> at the Republican events. And what are they doing at the events exactly? They're at the events playing sides. Whichever side they feel like they can get money from, that's the side that they're going to play. Well, Nicole, explain this for me. When you have these people, and the reason I bring this up is because you had talked about we need to get ministers slash pastors in these cities and it's one thing to say we need to get get them pushing for communities to go forward but if the pastors themselves are being used by your words the ghetto pimps Uh then nothing's ever going to change and then i look at the inner cities the inner cities are not the way they are because of whites or conservatives they're there because of the people who are in quote power am i incorrect in saying that you are definitely correct you you hit it on you hit the nail on the the coffin so (laughs) the nail on the coffin we are it's identity politics and for so many years this has gone on and 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 the black community thinks that this it's okay you know they dangle a little money how could they think that's okay nicole i mean is it because you just get used to not well, being in a great spot? Well, Vic, when you think about it, you have generational poverty, the same as you have generational wealth. When you have generational wealth, most people that come from generational wealth, their mind frames are still the same. Yeah, I get They're it. stuck in that mind frame, and that mind frame is going to be, I'm sometimes better than you. I am this, I am that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not all the time, but majority of the time, that's how it is. So when you have generational poverty, you feel like you you don't have another way out. And that's why school choice is so important because if you think about the, the minorities that are conservative, that's not turned conservative now, but have been conservative for many years, we are the conservatives where, yes, we grew up in the inner cities, but we also were educated enough to know when things aren't right. And so we got out of that, that whole liberal movement because things weren't right, you know? So 
You have to think about people that have never been out of those slums, out of the ghetto. They went to school in the ghetto. They Their parents come from generational poverty, you know? So this is, and, and their children are going to be the same way. So when you have people like that and you have politicians that's throwing the money at them because they know that these people are poor and they know that they don't know any other way. These, these, these are families or these are generations and it's just steady going and steady going. How, you know, why would you believe anything that I have to say when I'm stuck in this poverty level and I don't know anything better? I know nothing else. I haven't even spoken to a person of generational wealth. I haven't even spoken to a person of a different color. I've never been out of town. I know nothing. The only thing I know is a five to ten black radius. Mm -hmm. Why? How could I even begin to understand what a conservative is and how can I even begin to understand my own values? And that's why it's very important. You know, when I sat down with Will Petty at TPUSA, I explained to him that it's very important not just to get a black face. The Republican Party is, is really good at getting a black face. And I called him out on it. And I have been calling the Republican Party out on it. You don't just get a black face, not just if you want to flip votes, but if you just want black people to understand what's really going on in their communities, you have to get a relatable face. You have to get a person that grew up in those very communities that's relatable to these families. Yeah, okay. And, and that's how Cori Bush won her election, correct? Correct, because she's relatable to these families, you know, and whether we can call her whatever we want, Cori Bush is going to continue to win. I saw that she's getting crushed in polls now that uh, Maria Chavon Nadal uh, entered that race with Wesley Bell in the St. Louis area. I don't think Maria Chappelle Nadal is going to crush Cori Bush. No, no, I not her, the, but Wesley. I heard Wesley, yeah, Wesley is winning Wesley, because Maria jumped okay, in. Because so, I heard she was running, too, but <clears throat> she's not running. So thank you for correcting me. But I don't think Wesley's going to win. I actually like Wesley, but I'm going to tell you, Cori is going to do what Cori did at the last minute with Lacey. Cori, Wesley better not get too comfortable. Cori is going to come. And she's going to say, you're going against the black woman. And you best believe that North that North County corridor, they're going to come out in numbers for her. That's her district. Has she been area. that good? Has, has her district uh, benefited uh, greatly since she's been in office? They haven't benefited. But one thing I can tell you about the black women out there, they're going to vote for her. They're why? But why? Because she's a black women. because she's a black woman. Because she's a black woman. Why not Wesley? He's a black man. Wesley, you, you can't. They have this thing where. If it has to be color. You, you, you can't go against the black woman. And Why? politicians better wake up. I mean, look at Tashara. Look at what she did to Jeffrey Boyd. She always humiliated him. And no one likes when a black man goes against Tashara. Lewis Reed, Jeffrey Boyd. Let's think about it. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah, but the they got they got caught. Well, but before that, they yeah, before that they did lose. You're right. Before they, they got caught, they always went against Tashara, and no one liked it. You're going against the black woman, and the white people are putting you up to go against her. 
And oh. that's the same oh, card. Oh, that's the, the card they're going to use. They're going to say that's the that card they're going to use on Wesley. Right. Wesley has the Jewish votes. Mm hmm. Wesley has majority St. Louis County by Clay, you know, Wesley has some votes that are not minority. So that North County Correct. they're going to come out for her. Well, see, I thought that she would have a lot of money thrown in at least at the end from DC because this isn't just a St. Louis issue. This is a national issue and an international issue because Cori Bush has gone hardcore against Israel. She is pro Hamas. She is pro Palestine. And I figured she'd have a lot of money dumped in from Democratic causes nationally to make sure that she stays in office and can be part of the squad member in D.C. Well, I don't think she's I think that her money's going to come <clears throat> in the end. So the thing is, what I'm hearing with my ear to the streets in D.C. and, you know, Texas and these big you know states um, and some of the swing states her money's gonna come in the end. Her money—I don't think people really want to donate right now. I think they're gonna donate after primary. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, that—that's how—that's how that's going. Um, coming up, and I don't know how much time you have. Obviously, we're grateful. Oh, I'm for okay. I'm actually headed to oil country. I'm headed to Midland, Texas. Oh, I've been to Midland, Texas. Why are you? Why are you going to be in Midland today? I am going for a huge fundraiser for the Pacific ship that treats, um, they actually have dental, optometry, and medicine. Um, they treat impoverished uh, people. You get to go on the ship. It's parked in Mexico right now, but the Mexican authorities are making them leave. Um, the Mexican authorities are kicking the American ships out. So that's another reason why, you know, this border crisis thing, you know, in Mexico, we have to assimilate to whatever the laws are, whatever the rules is, whatever the, the, the language is, the schooling. And, you know, Joe Biden is just like, it's a free for all over here. But what about us? Yeah, no kidding. What a great point it is. Um, we're grateful to have that insight with you. We're grateful that Turning Point USA realized uh, that you do have something to offer and that you'll have a chance to spread word and not just spread word or, or conservative ideals, but your experiences because um, you're not a far right conservative. You're a former Democrat. Am I wrong in saying that? You are absolutely correct. Okay, I'm and, a former Democrat. I, I was raised in the inner city. I'm just like everyone else. And talk to vote Democrat. But here's the thing, too, what I don't get. And if maybe you'll be able to stay with us here. Coming up in about eight minutes, we're going to be talking live with a classroom at Cardinal Ritter Prep, um, <laughs> Dr. Mark Kaysen's class. Um, he does a show in the afternoons now, Liberal Politics. We'll promote his show for him. Um, but his kids wanted to talk to us, his kids. And I think this is a, a really cool idea, but I wonder if his kids ever get to hear from somebody like you mm -hmm. who looks like them, who grow yeah. up, who, ha who are living where you grew up, not white people from St. Louis County and St. Charles County. Um, but at the same point in time, they want to talk about black history, but they also want to talk about why charter schools are no good and why inner city education needs to be funded. And I'm, I'm interested in your well, perspective, because you already said you think there should be charter schools. I, I think that inner city education should not get another dime. Amen. Oh gosh, we got to have her on with well, them. Yeah. And I don't think they should get another quarter, because I'm going to reveal my age. I'm 46 years old. 
I graduated in 19. You did look a day over 35, girl. So in 1996, if I graduated <laughs> in 1996 and I've been in the Rockwood School District since I was in elementary school, St. Louis City Public Schools didn't have it together then. And this is decades later and you still don't have it together now. I think the funding should be stripped. I think that these children deserve better. And of course, for a child that's, whose family can afford a Lutheran North or a Cardinal Ritter, their education is great, you know, mm -hmm. but but these children, they're, they're, we're not doing them any due diligence to the taxpayers. We're not doing any due diligence to the families, to these children. We're keeping them trapped in a box. And we wonder why we have so much crime and so much impoverishment. That is a, that is another cause of impoverishment. So until we can get it right and stop making the St. Louis City Public School Board so top heavy, Mm -hmm. I think they don't. I don't think. I don't think they deserve anything. I think that they. We should actually bring in some sort of, of, of teachers union where these teachers that really care, maybe retired teachers. I think we should have a fund and the teachers union. I mean, like maybe hundreds of teachers, and we go and round these kids up, and we can. Oh, it's unfortunate we lost her. Hopefully, we'll get Nicole back again uh, because she is on fire talking really about is. what should happen. Um, I don't disagree with what she is saying because here's the problem. If you do what you've always done, mm -hmm. you're going to get what you've always gotten. If you continue to complain, yet you don't change, nothing is going to change in your situation. Correct. These are the things that are happening. And yet there's this message that we're going to hear in the inner city, well, we just, it, it's because you're not supporting us as public schools uh, or inner city education. I don't know what, what exactly that means. You need to support inner city education because Cardinal Ritter Prep is a private Catholic school. Correct. Funded by the archdiocese, not our tax dollars. So I don't understand why they wouldn't want charter schools. And, and charter schools is still taxpayer money you know, technically, but it's run by an outside source. So that is definitely better. There's oversight in those schools where in the inner city schools, St. Louis public schools, they have just endless, endless money. And guess what? Those they kids do? Don't I didn't get know it. they had endless money. Well, but you know why you don't know that is because the kids don't get it. It's just like what Nicole said. It's, it's, it's top heavy. Those administrators get that money. And the, and the buildings look like crap. But I haven't heard administrators saying that they're getting a lot in the city. I just haven't. Well, but I haven't heard that administrators I don't know. I don't get know a lot enough of money anywhere. I don't know enough about it yet. All mm -hmm. I know is that I'm all for competition and I'm all for charter schools. Now, it all depends on what kind of charter school, how it's being funded, what's what what the process is. But we'll have to hear what the, what the debate is from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, and Pam says, well, the archdiocese support bringing all those illegals here as well. Yes, they do. Uh, but I'm telling you, St. Louis is nothing compared to other major cities. Yet. Very true. I know there's illegals here and you'll hear more of it. If the illegals start getting funding from Tashara and others, uh, right. like you're hearing in Chicago, all of a sudden you hear the black community in Chicago and in Dallas and in New York going, wait a second, this is a bunch of crap. Not only do you have veterans being pushed aside, but we have our black communities. We're not getting money anymore. We're not getting taken care of. Um, our buildings, our situations, our help centers are now overrun with illegals. So 
if and when that happens in St. Louis, trust me, you'll hear about it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see where that goes. Uh, Danielle says, is the money going to the NGOs? I don't know. What are the NGOs? I don't know what that means, what the NGOs mean. Uh, Net says, Nicole, you are awesome. Thank you so much for all you do. Your message is smart, and it's a common sense approach um, from that standpoint. Uh, she should run and replace Tashara. She's heard that before, but she's not doing that right now. Uh, illegals will be camping on your sidewalk, just as they have been in mm-hmm. South St. Louis, Sudanese. Um, there was an encamp. I was told that they had to leave. Is that true? That they moved them out, Lizzie? Or have you seen? I, 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 I haven't seen that they've moved them out yet, and they may have. But the Sudanese, you know, group right there, it they might get moved out now. That finally the news said something about it, and so they're supposed to move them out. But I don't know that it happened because they were told to put a. Literally, the homeowner was told to put a hose on them. <laughs> <laughs> literally to put a hose on them oh my god uh the the homeowner could do that well what of course did you- well they, they have been told by the health department other things that they can't move them but the homeowner could move them and i don't know why the homeowner didn't do it and someone actually had told the homeowners to get your hose out and spray it on them and make it so uncomfortable that that, that they move that sounds like a fight getting ready to start right so uh, I, that but sounds you know dangerous it really does and it was like but they've been there for four years Four years. Wow. It would seem like you need to get out. Uh, Thanks to the chat line because you guys are second to none. And of course, we put something out there and then you guys jump in and answer and help educate us just as we do. You entertain us. We try to entertain you. NGOs are helping the Darien Gap. NGO, non-government organizations. The Darien Gap are those who are coming up from South America, Mm -hmm. making the long trek. Uh, Non-governmental organizations, churches, etc. Well, they get government money. Like Catholic Charities Mm -hmm. who are housing and feeding illegals and or providing transportation for illegals at the same point Correct. in time as well. If you see who's in charge of those, now I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. NGOs, which is all those, quote, nonprofits. If you look at who's in charge of all of those, they are part of, they're really just an arm of the government now because they are people that feed into the government, get all of this government money, and they are every bit as bad as our government. Every bit well, as bad. Well, guess what? You know what I'm so mad about? What's that? In, in my building, and I, this is not to like, I'm not trying to down the companies or the people that own the companies, but they're two nonprofits mm-hmm. and they help refugees and they help um, illegals. And they said they got grants. Of course and they I go, did. How did you get grants and I can't get a grant for veterans? You mean to tell me that you got money and I've been trying to get money for my veterans? Wow. wow. They got big money. Mm. And how it's become, how this has been allowed is insane. That's a slap in the face. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is. That is a big slap in the face that they get grants, these NGOs, as our chat line is calling them, and they're these non-for-profit charities get grants and get government money, and yet we can't get our veterans a dime. They have, they started, I said, are you non-profit? We're non-profit. So I'm a nonprofit. I have a nonprofit, and you mean to tell me that I cannot get money for my patients? Um, who who decides whether you get the grants or not? Did, were you ever told? Oh, I, I've applied <clears throat> for a, several grants. As hard as I go for veterans, as much as I do, you know, majority of the money I just got so fed up that I started taking it out of my company's, like like out of my fund. You know, I. I 
they get it from the state. They get it from federal. They get those NGOs. I mean, they, they get all this money. They have money. I mean, they have brand new lavish, like, office spaces. And, and I mean, they're busy and they get all this money to take care of illegal immigrants, take care of refugees. They get money for that. Well, we have Nicole Jenkins on with us. She's in Dallas today joining us live as she does. Uh, the big payback with Nikki J. She is now with Turning Point USA and their speaker series. Congratulations on that honor. Um, as we bring in Dr. Mark Kaysen and, and his outstanding students from Cardinal Ritter High School as well, um, we appreciate we're explaining this to everybody. Uh, it's getting a little loud. I don't hear Mark yet. I guess that's a shot. I hear that, him. I hear Mark. Yeah, I hear him talking. Uh, Nicole, we'll keep you on with us. And we also wanted to welcome everybody in to uh, Dr. Mark Kaysen's class at Carter Ritter High School. Uh, and I have talked very uh, publicly and how I love these kids at Cardinal Ritter Prep. I've met them, I love them in the classroom, and I love them on the uh, the, the sports fields as well. So we'll bring in Dr. Mark. Hey, Doc, uh, Mark, can you hear us yet, buddy? Well, hello there. How are you doing, my friend? Good to catch up with you. We're, we're doing great, and it just took a little bit to, yeah, I got a lot of kids in here. Well, I wanted so, to, I, first of all, we want to introduce ourselves to your classroom. I'm Vic Faust with Lizzie Sparks. Uh, Pro Joe's a voice you may hear. He is our producer, so we welcome your class in. I was just saying I wanted your class to hear it because I've told you this before, too. I respect what Cardinal Ritter is about. I respect those kids in the classroom, and I respect them on the field. I don't agree with what you told me. You teach them all the time, but I love those kids and they're very respectful kids. So I wanted to get that out there as well. And I don't know if you can see our screen too. We have Nicole Jenkins with us and I asked her to stay on because she's joining us from Dallas, Texas this morning. She owns Veterans Advantage Urgent Care. She used to be in the city. She grew up in the city and she is now traveling with Turning Point USA's conservative speaker series. She was joining us to talk this morning about the border so we had this concept as we spoke with you about about bringing your kids on because the last time you spoke and you had your kids there and you said that they enjoyed the process yeah and and by the way uh glad to to see you there nicole um i i, I know nicole from uh being on the air with uh jamie of course and um you know so i'm glad to have all these great conservative voices here um and, and, and of course, uh, I do disagree uh, with things that you disagree with, but that's good. Yes. You know, we can do, we can do that. I always say and, people and, should talk. They should talk about politics and issues. And you may disagree. I say talk. You're always, oh, you don't talk politics. You don't talk religion. Well, where is the concept of listening to somebody that you may not agree with, but still having a conversation? Yeah, I, I don't understand it, but that that is a problem sometimes. And, and I know even on our show last night, which I know we'll talk about the new show that we're, we're doing here, Showdown, um, uh, connected with you all uh, in your studio. And um, last night uh, at the end of the show, uh, Jamila Nasheed had uh, uh, come on the air. We didn't even know she was coming. She, she got the link from a friend of mine who's running for sheriff, and she just jumped in, and uh, she jumped into... <laughs> An amazing uh, storm. It was a firestorm like you wouldn't believe. But she's coming back on tonight at uh, at uh, 4 o'clock. Once again, promote so, your show, Mark. Let everybody know what you're doing right now. Right. So Showdown 
uh, is on every uh, day from uh, four o'clock to five o'clock right now. And uh, it's got uh, uh, Langford Cunningham. We call him LC. Uh, Terrific personality. Blind. Yeah, he's blind. He understands like, politics a whole lot more than you do. I love well, him. I really guy. love him. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. And he says that he lost his sight so he could gain his vision. So that's, you know, pretty cool. And so that's that's Elsie. And then the other person is Stephanie Harmon. And uh, some people would maybe know uh, that name because uh, she is the daughter of Clarence Harmon, who was both the mayor and before that, the, the police chief in St. Louis. So you're every day, so, Monday through Friday right now, four to five o'clock talking issues, politics, entertainment. That's right. That's right. And like you, like you said, and, and all these issues that, you know, we talk about here are things that we'll end up talking about maybe on the air on, on, on our show. But as an example, um, you said, you know, you don't always agree with what I'm teaching the kids here. Yeah. Well, I can, I can understand that. Because one of the things that I teach all the kids is that NATO is extremely important and that under Article 5, the United States uh, has an agreement with 32 other countries, which has worked for 79 years to keep us out of World War III. And I understand the people on your side are trying to get into World War III. Is that correct? No, that's not no, right. No, they're not trying to get in World War III, <laughs> but they don't want to be part of NATO <clears throat> because they think that is what does not protect us from getting out of war. But, 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 we can do that another day. I thought you wanted to talk about other issues today. I didn't think you wanted yeah, to talk yeah, about world. Yeah, we certainly are. I didn't think you we wanted to talk about are. world politics. I mean, you have your kids there. I asked, hey, by the way, we're going to do this however you want to do it with your classroom, and hopefully they can hear us all right. Your shot looks great. The kids are very disciplined, um, and we appreciate that. I asked Nicole to stick around because you told me, and Cardinal Ritter, clearly in the city, you told me that you and the kids might have wanted to talk about um, how there needs to be more of an emphasis on inner city education and how you guys are 100% against charter school, or at least you are against charter schools. And without me even saying anything to Nicole, Nicole today is like, charter schools shouldn't get one more penny. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't give them a penny. Okay. So we're, we agree on that. See? That's a damn good start, isn't it? I love it? that. Look at that. There is a conservative and a liberal that are on the same show right now, and they both agree where the money shouldn't go. Hell yes. Love that. Yeah, it, it, it should go to public schools so that our public schools can be as great as Cardinal Ritter. And I'm not even kidding, of course, because Cardinal Ritter is an outstanding school that, that has uh 98% graduation rate and 82% of our our students graduate from universities However, so those are amazing are, numbers i would say yeah i don't want to cut you off mark but i mean let's be quite honest cardinal ritter has expect they have expectations and those expectations of the parents because the parents are paying the money 
the same as the St. Louis City public school taxpayers are paying, you know, to live in these districts and a percentage of their um, home, whoever the homeowner is, whether they're a tenant or not, if they're renting, they're still paying the landlord and the landlord has to pay taxes. We haven't gotten it together in St. Louis City public schools and I don't think a dime should go to them either. I think St. Louis City Public Schools should start something like a teacher's union and you get these great retired teachers, these teachers that just want these kids to thrive and impoverished neighborhoods and we give them the salary that they deserve and cut that top heavy St. Louis City School Board. I explained to Vic, I'm 46 years old. I was a DSEG student from, from the age of six years old. So I graduated in 1996. And if St. Louis City Public Schools hasn't gotten it together then, I know they're not gonna get it together now. So we need to do something different. We're, we're steady churning and churning and churning, but we're not getting anywhere and these kids are not thriving and it's very unfair. Yeah, so as Ronald Reagan once said, uh, you're 46, I'm 72. Uh, I will not hold your inexperience uh, and, and, and youth against you, okay? Uh, but but uh, what, what, I, what I will say is, is that uh, St. Louis Public Schools uh, is at the bottom of the barrel and it could be so much better, but it does require two things. Number one is money and number two is respect for black students and for the teachers who are teaching those students. And I spent 17 years over there. So I know that they, they do not respect anybody. Well, where's the money and the respect top. coming from, Mark? So, so my, my where's the lack of respect scary. coming from? Well, my, my grandmother was a St. Louis City public school teacher. She had enough sense. The experience that she had was enough sense to not send any of her grandkids. Right to St. Louis City Public Schools. So I'm very experienced and very well-versed in St. Louis City Public School. No, that, that was just a joke, Nicole. And, 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 okay. and uh, Vic got it, but I that's laughed. okay. okay. <laughs> well, so, no, I mean, so. where's the lack of respect? Who, do, who needs respect and where does the money come from then, Mark? If Saint, well, Because this is a bigger topic with St. Louis City on a variety of issues. Right. The lack of respect comes from the, the superintendent on down. Now, there's a new superintendent there, and I don't really know her yet, but I can tell you right now that for 14 years, uh, what, what Kelvin Adams did was, uh, it was atrocious. And Kelvin and I spent a lot of time talking to each other about it, and uh, he blamed it on the system. And I said to him that he was the system. So anyway, that's just, you know, you don't get anywhere on that business. But but I can say that um, what happens over at this school, and I understand what you're saying, Nicole, that, you know, it's a special kind of environment. People pay for it. It's Catholic. There's a lot of other things that are unique. But let me make this point to you. Are you familiar with something called AIM High? No, I'm not. No. Okay. AIM High is a program at John Burroughs, and it, it, it only brings in during the summer St. Louis Public School students as part of a summer program that is for free. And these students in the summer that come to John Burroughs, they're the same kids causing chaos 
at the St. Louis public schools during the year. And when they get to John Burroughs, they act totally differently because partially what you said, Nicole, expectations, but also uh, because of levels of respect and, and just a different environment. And, and I'm just saying those St. Louis public schools kids are, are and, they're, and many are black, are perfectly capable of scoring high, doing well, uh, being engaged and being just like our students at Cardinal Ritter, if they are treated differently and, and put into different environments. So I think I may agree with you on that, Nicole. What do you think? I think we agree upon that. I think that we should go to the new superintendent at St. Louis City Public Schools. And I think we should have a conversation with the new superintendent. And I, I, I hate to see St. Louis City Public Schools fail the way they are. And I, I, I even more hate to see the, the children failing because there's something special about inner city kids. There's something very special. You know, and I think they act out because of the environment. You're absolutely correct. I think they also act out because of lack of, of someone showing them love and that they care. And, you know, you get that at Lutheran Arts and you get that at Cardinal Renner. You, you show that, that teachers, you know, they, they really care and they want you to succeed, you know. But the teachers are so worn out at St. Louis City Public Schools sometimes that I feel like they sometimes feel they don't even have a person to back them up. You know, so it, it, it starts at the top and that that top heavy that that school, you know, um, the board and the administration, that's the people who we need to talk to. Those are the people who they need to be touched. People need to understand that you can fuss all day at school teachers, but if they have lack of resources, if they're they're just doing their jobs or they're trying to do their jobs and they can't because of the lack of resources sometimes, you know, because of the um, the lack of parent engagement. And they use that sometimes as lack of parent engagement. But let's be quite honest, growing up in their inner cities, I never saw my mom until 10 p.m. at night. But I was a bus school student and I it was somebody there outside of my family that showed me love, that showed me that Nicole, my teacher showed me, Nicole, I want you to succeed. My counselor showed me, Nicole, there's something special about you and I want you to succeed and what can we do? They didn't have to say that directly, but it was an indirect feel that I felt from them. And that's what these kids are missing. I volunteer at Sumner High School. I have no problem with them, none. Yeah. Well, let, let me thank you for some of your comments, Nicole. And also, let me say, some of these conversations are things that you'll hear at 4 o'clock on our show, um, maybe from some different perspectives sometimes, although Nicole and I agree on this one for sure. And uh, I'd love to have Nicole on the air in the evening as well. Uh, what I'd like to do right now is introduce you uh, to our uh, teacher who happens to be the head of Black Studies uh, here at... Uh, Cardinal Ritter. And I also want to mention that uh, we're going to have a uh, town hall meeting at Washington University uh, in April, which uh, I'm hoping not only that uh, uh, Vic and, and Lizzie will be able to come to, but we'll have some other uh, interesting conservative names showing no, up. You get me the name. Well. You get me the, the date and the time, buddy, and I'll be there. Mm -hmm, me too. Absolutely. Me and too. WashU is really excited about putting this on. So first, I'd like, you to I'd like to introduce you 
to our head of black studies here, and that's Randy Reed. And uh, Coach, Coach Randy's got to stand down. <laughs> hey, Coach. Yeah, Co- Coach Reed is. Uh, He's not a little Jew like me. What can I tell you? <laughs> well, if okay. you can adjust the camera for Coach Reed. Uh, yeah, we can work on that. There that's we go. fine. Okay, that's better. Hey, hey. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. We're glad to have you on. When you're in, when you're in charge of black studies, why is that so important? Because we hear uh, this situation. I mean, they're in a le- black studies or black history made news, national news recently, out in Francis Howell because they were elective classes that were taken away, put back in, and there was a bunch of, you you know, any sort of comments that, that came out about it. Why are black studies, in your opinion, so important, Cardinal Ritter? Well, I mean, uh, if you do your research on Cardinal Ritter, his historical makeup of the archdiocese, uh, Cardinal Joseph Ritter, he was the first to start integration of private schools. I think the year was 1947. He went through a whole lot of issues to get this started and get African-Americans access to private schools to get a good private school education and the the Catholicism they were going to learn and just a, a great opportunity for them. Then in 1979, the Archdiocese built primarily for African-Americans, their own private school, and they named it after Cardinal Joseph Ritter, Cardinal Ritter uh, College Prep. It was on the north side of St. Louis in a predominantly African-American area. So we have a rich history uh, uh, with the archdiocese. So uh, we, we want to continue to teach black studies and African-American uh, studies here at Cardinal Ritter. And this morning, I went over quickly with some of my kids about the critical race theory and what are some of the states that are trying to ban already have uh, uh, made it illegal for us teaching black history and what are the states that are trying to so it's a very controversial uh, subject right now and i asked my kids why do you think some of these states want to ban the teaching of black studies so hopefully one i would like to try to answer that question for you without me telling them some of the reasoning. Would anybody in my class like to give an opinion? (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad you're trying to bring them up because, I mean, it's interesting because black studies, black history, Nicole, sometimes gets incorporated into DEI issues, which some would call woke. Correct. And and I know a lot of African-American people who don't agree with DEI because they feel that that's making them the victim. And Mr. Reed, I brought up D- DEI. Does does black studies coincide with any sort of DEI or things of that agenda? Diversity, First of all, equity, based on diversity, equity and inclusion principles. Oh, inclusion. OK, OK. Uh, yes, I think I think I think it does by teaching African American studies because we we had a, a lot of because uh, I do have some uh, Latino students in my classroom and not only did I teach them about MLK but I taught the Latino students about Chavez and his movement as well. So yes, when you teach, you want to teach all of the history, whatever your students make up. You want to teach every, if you got Asian students, you want to teach them about the Chinese coming there and building the railroads. You want to teach everybody and include their history if they're in your classroom. And those uh, those Latino students that I taught about Chavez, they had never even heard of it. They were so thrilled 
to know that they too had a civil rights leader that fought for their rights and all the farmers and all the great things. And they were very, very happy that I taught them that. So I think every teacher should take that into accountability to include kids and their history, be it good or bad, that the kids should know about. And so, okay, so do you think DEI and critical race theory are the same thing? Because obviously I'm white, so I can't see it from the perspective of someone that is African-American, but my family is very multicultural. And the black relatives in my family, they don't really like DEI or critical race theory because they want to be treated completely equal, not as, as if they are the victim. What would your answer be to that? And that's my black relatives telling me that they don't like that because they want to be treated the same. I mean, obviously, when you discuss American history, there's going to be a few feathers that's going to get ruffled a little bit. Or some people may feel the victim, but it's the truth. If you have an argument about dropping the atomic bomb on Hiroshima, Back and you got some Japanese students, what you don't teach them about the good and bad of dropping a bomb on Hiroshima because some Japanese students, are, oh, I feel victimized or the United States was wrong. You still have to kind of teach them that history, but still understand you might have to talk to the student after class and say, look, I wasn't trying to, you know, do something to make you feel like a victim or make you hate America. I was just giving you the facts of how tough times were and the tough decisions that Truman had to make. So it's ways you as a teacher can kind of calm all your students, because they are all your students. If you're teaching about Emmett Till and you got two white kids in the classroom, you may have to talk to them before the lesson or after the lesson. But this is the way things were in 1955 in Money, Mississippi. And I'm just giving you the facts. I'm not trying to make you feel like your ancestors were so bad because they did do some good things. We won World War II. So you can offset it in a lot of ways, the evil that you may teach about someone's ancestry by offsetting it. But there were other good things they did, too. Out of One time. All bad. I wanted to bring Nicole in really quick. Nicole, do you feel as if CRT promotes victimhood in any way? And then go ahead and say what you were wanting to say. So I think that's a very good way of approaching the way you teach, you know, um, mm -hmm. American history, period. I do think that black studies are very important because there are, there are things within my own culture as an African-American woman that I learned, you know, in black history, you know, taking black history, whether it be college or whether it be my history class, African-American history in high school. Um, Within our own culture, there are problems that we have to solve that go way back, like how the HBCUs were started, um, the Brown Paper Bag Club. You know, it it, it actually ties into um, not only African-American issues or, or history that happened, but it also ties into white America as well, you know. But I do not put a, I don't put a label on if it's diversity inclusion or if it's critical race. I don't do that. And the reason why is because I kind of agree with your family members, Lizzie, and this is just my opinion. I don't do it because I want you to look at me from a, you know, an equal playing field. And I know that that's not that's not what's happening in America. You know, we can be quite honest with each other and say, we know that racism happens, but racism mm -hmm. doesn't just happen amongst the African-American community. Racism happens amongst poor whites. Racism happens amongst Filipinos, Latinos. So it, it happens in America, you know, 
But I think it is very important for us to know our history. So I have no problem with schools teaching that, but I do not put a label on um, the critical race and the diversity and inclusion because we already know the problem and we don't have to put a bandaid on the problem. It is open discussion. And let's just talk about American history. Let's talk about African-American history. Let's talk about American history. Okay. Now I have a, a student who would like to come on and talk and, and, you know, she's never been, uh, on, you know, TV, radio, anything before. But Hi, she's she's, very, she's she's gorgeous. Yes, what's, she what's is. her name? Her name is Jordan Green. Hi, she's Jordan. A top student here. Hi, she's Jordan. Really nice great. to meet you. Hey, Mark. What time does your class go till? I just wanted to make sure. Beautiful. Oh no, we're fine. A few. Okay. You know, I just want to make sure you were fine for there. Why did you bring uh, this beautiful woman on? I'm sorry. Oh, look, she would like to uh, make, just say a few words about uh, black black history. Perfect. And why and how it's important. So you're you're here with me, Jordan. Don't worry about it. So <laughs> now we're thrilled what, to have you, Jordan. We are thrilled to have you. Yeah. So let me ask you, Jordan. Do you think black history is important? Well, speak speak it up. Don't be, you got to project. Go ahead. I think it's a good thing for everybody to know it. I know it has some bad stuff in it, but I think how everybody should know about it. And also, um, well, let me, so let me ask you this. We just as a class watched Schindler's List. Okay. So you saw a lot of really horrible things that happened in, in, in Germany about, you know, with, with regard to Jews. So do you think that we should allow students in America to see the horrible things that happen here to black people? Well, so for example, I mean, should, should we let kids know about the lynching? Should we let kids know about uh the, the the jim crow laws what stuff is real boring and stuff like that so i think it depends on the grade level and how they could take that type of information okay you're a sophomore can you handle it Wow, she's only okay. a sophomore wow. jordan jordan you're very courageous thank you for jumping up there on a live show in front of your entire class to talk about that. We appreciate it. Seriously, that takes some guts. Yeah, it does. It does. Good for you. It I know she's got some big things in her future. Yeah, of course people need to know about it, but what do you want to learn from it and take from it? Uh, we agree. We agree. So far, we agree with everything she said, for and, sure. And you from that standpoint. Um, I guess, yeah, who, I mean, if you're against black history, I think something would be wrong with you. I guess the point is, how do you incorporate black history within American history in a time period that can be studied because there's only certain amounts of times for individual classes? Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, you all. Uh, do you think that that white kids can be uncomfortable? Is it okay for them to be uncomfortable 
seeing about the history of lynching in America. No, I, there's no problem with that. Yeah, no I, problem I, at all. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. The, the only issues I think that have come up in any communities when it comes to that, Mark, is by some reason because of the color of your skin, you are less or you should feel ashamed. Well, who do you think would teach that? Because even as crazy as I am, I wouldn't do it. We've seen so we've it, seen accounts of it. And there's nobody crazier than I am, Vic. Okay. So I, I don't I don't think I don't think there's a, I don't think that can happen. Uh, yeah, it's just a matter of getting into the right times to put all the stuff in, so that if you have 45 minutes of a history class each day. Yeah, how are you going to determine what the the book is, what the study is, and that sort of thing? Um, yeah, no, I, I mean it's of course it should be there, but once again, it's how are you going to divvy up the the time? Absolutely, okay. no, there, I, I, it's part of our history, of course. Yeah, I don't okay. think we have cool. any problem whatsoever with hearing real history, even if it makes the kids uncomfortable, because we need to know our real history. I think what some people have a problem with is when I said this earlier about people feeling like unbalanced or maybe like they don't think it's fair is everything seems to be about race. What, what I would like to see is that you can teach all the history that you would like to, but that everyone is history, that either black people or Asian people or white people or whatever today do not have to pay the crimes for things our ancestors yeah. did. I've got a question. That's, I'm sorry, Lizzie. No, that's, that's what is, is yeah. the crimes because, and, and a lot of people think that, a lot of people think, and what I would like to see as a mama of a very multicultural family, but also seeing it from my point of view is how can we make all of the children understand our history but also know that they're equal and that they're all loved and I can say this because this is a Catholic school that God loves us all equally and even though our ancestors did some horrible things but that the children today shouldn't have to pay the crimes for what our forefathers did even if it makes them feel uncomfortable learning about it because I'm an educator by trade myself, and I like nothing more than to see a classroom of all different races in the classrooms, knowing that God loves them and that we are all loved the same. Now, we come from different backgrounds, for sure. So our vantage points are going to be different. But how can we come together from a point of God and love each other no matter what the race is? And the only complaints I've heard, Mark, when it comes to black history is that keep it at black history. Don't make people feel like they're victims or they're in the situations they are because of the, quote, white person or white man that they know. And then a question from the, the listenership said, but Mark, is it OK as well for black kids uh, to be uncomfortable with learning why their communities are in destruction by black society, not white people themselves? Well, so the answer to that is one that you guys are going to not like, but uh, I brought a, a professor up here from Washington University. Uh, he's a black professor in black studies over there. His name is Jeff Ward, and his research shows, and it's significant research at Washington University that's recognized nationally. Uh, he, his research shows that areas in the United States where there has been white violence against black people as part of the racial uh, violence that's existed in this country for hundreds of years, that those are the areas where the black-on-black -black crime has taken place, 
where where the 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 kinds of things that people don't like existing in the black community that they're upset about that generally it is in areas where all of this white violence has created throughout history uh these bad environments that have led to some of the things you're talking about and that others are concerned about so what i'm saying is uh in the end white people are responsible for what happened now that doesn't mean every individual white person did it but it is something that as a society we ought to recognize i don't even understand what you just said i i don't really so, either <laughs> I, I don't I, I understand what your intent i think is but i that's, would love to have jeff on if he would join yeah, our show sometime yeah I'd i would love, love to have jeff i want on jeff too. to have his platform <laughs> yeah yeah hang on we got uh, our black studies for, uh, okay love it love we it. gotta Here get go. jeff now. on though too now, on uh, uh, Vic's uh, statement about uh, a, a white teacher teaching a black kid that his neighborhood is in destruction, okay, uh, you have to be very, very careful with a white teacher telling a black kid that his neighborhood is in destruction. Unless the white teacher actually lived in the neighborhood, been yeah. amongst the people, yeah. Makes and sense. got some Mr. real bona fide feelings about what's going on in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Makes so he, sense. if we teach that lesson, he probably will have to give the young black man some solutions. So for young man, here's some solutions to fix some of your internal problems within your neighborhood. It's very different. Like I couldn't teach a Latino kid and say, well, your neighborhood is, you know, that's a tough, because they might take it the wrong way. So it's the messenger. Sometimes, Mr. Uh, Fox, is very, very important how you present it. I'm teaching you this so we can come up with some solutions to fix it, not to make you look bad or feel bad about your culture and who you are. Sometimes that's how I can get mistaken. So to me, it's the messenger. If you teach it right and you teach it with love and I'm trying to help you by teaching you something bad that's going on in your community, I think it could be a good lesson for a young black student. No, I appreciate it. I wanted Nicole to jump in on that too. It's just the whole aspect of teaching kids or whatever, if you're in a good situation, bad situation, is not to feel ever like you're a victim, regardless of who you think put you in that situation. Because in the year 2024, there's no reason why any kid, especially sitting in that classroom right now at Cardinal Ritter Prep or anywhere, shouldn't feel like they can accomplish whatever they want. Yeah, I, I, I think that's totally correct what he's saying. Um, there is no reason that, that a kid should feel like they're less than or, you know, but, you know, reality in this world is that, yes, it does happen. But what I see a lot is that we continue to dwell on the past instead of teaching the past. And I don't want to continue to dwell on the past. I mean, even me as an African-American woman that made history. You know, that opened a business and made history. Against all odds, I did it. You know, but I I still, myself, I still feel like there is a lot of racism. You know, there's a lot of... And you're a conservative on top of it. Yes, and I am a conservative. But that does not give, you know, you can't... I also feel like it's it's the pot calling the kettle black. You, you, we, We dwell on the history of what happened amongst racism and slavery, but yet when someone does something different than what you think is the norm, then I am called maybe a word like an Uncle Tom, maybe something else. But 
we're really not teaching children sometimes the right history because the right history was in the southern states there were more conservative Hey, Mark, we lost Nicole for a second. She's joining us from Dallas. If you wanted to take it off with your classroom, we've got a couple minutes left, but I wanted to give you and your classroom and or teachers the platform um, to talk in. And we have to do this again and allow ourselves more time and stay in one topic because I'd love to, I love this concept. Absolutely. No, it, it's an important one and it affects our community and it affects the country. So that's right. Well, there's a lot of things that affects the country. I mean, we we could talk about that all day long, Mark. I would love to be on your show. I can't wait to talk Biden versus Trump someday. You know what? Yeah, I well, you 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 can we can discuss that when he's in jail. But who Biden? Who Biden? Who Joe and Hunter in the same cell? Oh, that's funny. But you know what the oh, real question forgot, is? I guess you forgot about Alexander Smirnoff, oh. who, who lied to the FBI. But they, they don't talk about that on your channel. That's oh, funny. Yeah. I, but I have the real question before we go, Mark. Okay, my kids go to Lutheran, and she's a track runner. And I know that there is a healthy rivalry between Lutheran and Cardinal Ritter, wonderful school Cardinal Ritter. Who wins state at track? Is it Lutheran again, or is it Ritter this year? Well, I was going to say, it's a healthy rivalry, but unfortunately for everybody, we win at everything. Huh, I don't know. Lutheran won last year, so let's see. Classes, let's so. see. They're in different classes. Lutheran is in a lower class. We're yeah. in the big school. We're the big boys. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very good. And, Very and, good. You're with the big boys. Win. Yes, you we do. Win. Yes, you do. And yeah. your kids at Cardinal Ritter are wonderful, respectful, smart, and amazing. I really love the kids from Cardinal Ritter. I truly yeah. do. And they also respect the people who they beat in these events. They're really very nice to everybody. They are. They are. I, yes, they absolutely are. They absolutely are. And, 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 and guys, I'm going to be nice to Donald when he's in jail. I will be. I promise. Well, you know he can run for, pres you know he can run for president if you're locked up. And, and he would still win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, listen, you all have a great day. And we'll see you at 4 o'clock over here uh, at uh, on the, Showdown. Uh, cancel this show studio. Yes. Yeah, I, love, I love this, Mark Kaysen. I, I do, too. I do, too. And you know what? Donna says, I admire you, Mr. Kaysen. You're 72 and still going strong, and there's no doubt you don't love those children. There's no doubt. Yep. I'll, I'll probably be like John Paul Stevens. When I hit 92, I'll say, hey, I'm, lo I'm losing a step. Hey, but hey, I got 20 years until then. Hey, and uh, and a shout out to the Cardinal Ritter classroom there, too. If, uh, Absolutely. If there's ever time where you want us to come on over to Cardinal Ritter and just have conversations or things about media, what we do, uh, perspectives from that standpoint, um, just They'd let like me know. They'd like to come into let the studio know. as well. We will love that, guys. We'll love it very much. A whole black history fun fact about us federal judge, um, Judge Clyde Cahill, who is my godfather. He was the he was an African American judge, became federal judge appointed by Eagleton from St. Louis, Missouri, never left the inner city. Um, his home was probably 10 minutes from Cardinal Ritter. Um, I met him when I was nine years old. When I was in high school, he fought against Bill, the popular president, Bill Clinton for the ninth 94 crime law bill and he won um there is a statue of 
Cahill at SLU, um, a dedication, and we're going to, Randall and I are going to try to get the Eagleton Courthouse named after Cahill before his son Randall retires. He actually won against Bill Clinton, and Joe Biden was the one that back, won, that backed up the 1994 crime bill, and he saved 368 men of Black and Latino race from going to jail and getting very lengthy sentences from carrying crack cocaine. Back in the day, that bill was, if you were caught with cocaine and cocaine was primarily used by the rich white community you got maybe five three to five years with a slap on the wrist sometimes or if you were caught with a crack rock you were given probably 20 to 25 which dismantled our um, african-american communities so that is a fun fact for black history while we're closing it out thank you yeah, and, and, and what the last comment from me before we walk out of here because the kids are about to move on I appreciate you mentioning Joe Biden, the 14th best president of the United States, and of course Donald Trump, who is dead last, number 45. Who did first. who did the polling? That's that's the latest uh, who did, scholar poll. Yeah, the scholar uh, poll. Uh, 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 the, the Mark Kaysen poll. poll. Oh no, my god, fifty scholars, presidential yeah. scholars. Yeah. you're funny, Mark. And you're every really one of them is liberal. Hey, thank you, Mr. Reed. Thank you, Cardinal Ritter. Thank, thank you, Dr. Kaysen. Thank you all. We'll catch up with you guys thank later. Thank you. You got hey, it. We, yeah, love, boys. we love you all. We love you right back. All right, Nicole. Thank you for joining and spending a lot of time with us today from your Dallas hotel room. Well, thank you. I got to go to all country right now. That, that's <laughs> right. We enjoyed this segment. The big, the, the big payback with Nikki J. We appreciate it. We'll talk Love to it. you later. All right. Next Thursday, it'll get juicier. I can't wait. All I right. can't wait. Tell John, <laughs> Bye -bye. Tell John Harrington and Trump crew we said hello. All righty. Bye-bye. Uh, all right. And Trump Nicole, 2024. I got to yeah. say that before the show is over. I uh, have no, to say it. That's all right. I've been biting my tongue. Yeah, you I love you, Kason. Uh, if your class is still there, anyway. Uh, well, and these are the conversations that you and I both want to have. So many people get on our little echo chamber boxes and and talk about things that we know is right. We know we're right. We're not saying we don't know that we're right. But that being said, we need to still come together as a country. That's how we lose our country is division. And I and, and I know Vic and Joe and Nicole, myself and and everyone else that works on this show. We want to stop the division and realize we are America. First. Yeah, we'll do more of these things and um, have specific topics to make it work well. Um, just, you know, this is, you know, we've got a palette, blank palette to do things. So we appreciate you guys jumping in today. I know we're here a little bit later. So we'll say for Pro Joe and for Lizzie Sparks, I'm Vic Faust. Thanks for the two hour, fastest two hours plus of podcasting. Uh, we'll catch back up with you tomorrow for a free for all Friday. That does it for Cancel This. Have a great day.